Welcome in. Justin Kinner, Kev Nash with you here on a very busy Tuesday. And again, it is still very early in the week, which with the news that we're going to be discussing here for the good part of the show is actually a good thing of when this news was released just because it gives Ohio State a little bit more time to possibly fill in the blanks. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410. Wing AM. A lot to get into here this afternoon. We'll open up with the news that was just announced just a little over an hour ago. The Ohio State Buckeyes, the Michigan Wolverines, the greatest rivalry in all of sports. Well, it was Michigan Week. Michigan Week officially canceled. Michigan, of course, with their ongoing uh, positive tests that have kind of taken over that program right now has led to the Wolverines pulling the plug on their matchup with the Buckeyes this coming up Saturday. And now we are left with a bunch of questions. How many of those questions have answers? That's what we're going to open up with and discuss here today. The Pittsburgh Steelers last night uh, get their first loss of the season. Did they open up the door for the AFC North and the Cleveland Browns? We'll discuss that coming up here in a little bit. ESPN right Radio's Jason Fitz will call into the show at 4.30. We'll talk all things NFL as well as, most importantly, the fallout from the news of the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines pulling the plug on the game. So Ohio State, if the season ended today, Kev, would end the season at 5 and oh, Undefeated, baby. You need six games to play or to be eligible to play in the Big Ten championship game. So that's where the, that's the predicament that the Big Ten finds themselves in right now as we currently sit is what do you do? You have to adapt the rules. You have to change the rules if you want Ohio State to participate in the Big Ten championship game. Um, we discussed yesterday that if Ohio State right now is the are the Ohio State Buckeyes a playoff team talent wise? No doubt from what they've done when they step foot on the field this year. No doubt. Have they played enough games to trump what other teams who are battling it out for that fourth and final spot? Have they done enough to bump them out? Unfortunately for me, I don't believe so. The Big Ten finds themselves in a very difficult situation where they have to make a decision as far as do we do what's fair Mm -hmm. or do we do what's right? Because I don't think that both are the same here. I think if you do what's right... You change the rules. You get the Buckeyes in the Big Ten championship game. You get them their Big Ten title. You get them in position to make the playoffs so that your conference can have a representative this year. You've missed it too often in the last three or four years. You need to do your part because we know this Buckeye team on a normal season, even with probably one loss by this point of the year, I'm not saying probably they would have one. I'm just saying even with a loss at this time of season, Ohio State's still in the college football playoff race. So this is too good of a team for them to do what's fair, which is the other side of the coin here, and that is stick to what the rule was to start. You need at least this many games to be played for you to be eligible for the Big Ten title game, which is six. Ohio State did not meet that threshold. Therefore, Indiana, you will represent the East in the Big Ten championship. That's where the Big Ten finds themselves. And it's not on Kevin Warren. I have no clue why we continue to point fingers at a guy that is basically just the messenger in regards to basically taking what the athletic directors voted upon months ago And brought their decision to the public. He does not get to, like, Kevin Warren cannot just snap his fingers and change everything. In fact, tomorrow, from what I have read, Big uh, Big Ten athletic directors are meeting to kind of vote on how they want to move forward with some of this. Therefore, if they have a vote, it's not that... It's not Kevin Warren's decision. If Kevin Warren is the end-all, be-all as far as decision-making is concerned, why have a vote? Why include them at all? This isn't just on Kevin Warren. He may be the fall guy. He's the guy, he's the guy to take the brunt of this, just like we see in professional sports. We know Rob Manfred. He was the guy. He was the punching bag 
basically the messenger for all of the owners in Major League Baseball were, who were having him do their dirty work of basically delivering news that we knew fans weren't going to like. Right. We didn't want to hear about millionaire owners and organizations battle, fighting over money when you had so many people laid off during a global pandemic. And at that time, we didn't really know what was going to happen. We still don't, but we have a better picture now. My point is is that there is a lot of unknown moving forward. The Big Ten has to decide, do we do what's right or do we do what's fair? What's right to me, put the Buckeyes in the Big Ten title game. Get your conference represented in the college football playoff. Ohio State did nothing wrong, but neither did the other teams like Indiana who played the right amount of games to get in there too. So it's doing what's right or doing what's fair, but they are both not the same thing, unfortunately, in the Big Ten. They're going to have a lot of egg on their face one way or the other, however they decide to do this. The word that I want to stress to everybody and the word that I've been saying all college football season is everybody needs to be flexible. The Uh college football playoff needs to be flexible. Each conference needs to be flexible. Each team needs to be flexible. And that's no different in this situation right here. We see with the ACC, they were flexible to make sure they did what was best for their conference to maybe possibly get two teams in the college football playoff by making sure both teams had a bye week before the ACC championship game. So Clemson and Notre Dame have a bye week before they play next week. The flexibility of the SEC schedule, juggling things around, backloading schedules, you know, everything like that. And now it's the Big Ten's turn to be flexible. It's their turn. It's their right to be flexible. I don't mean to interrupt. I know you let me get my piece in, so I feel bad doing this. But I believe there's a gap in being flexible. Like, being flexible is, we'll just move a bye week around. We'll just move this game around. We're talking about changing an actual qualifying rule for a Big Ten championship. Mm -hmm. Indiana is looking to be in their very first ever Big Ten title game. So I know what you're saying. I I, I agree with you 100% being flexible. Being flexible is allowing your teams to play non-con games to keep getting games in, right? We're talking about literally... Indiana, based on the rules that were voted upon to start the season, well, we looking know ahead one team to the that Big ain't Ten, be voting yeah. for this. <laughs> so, so you see what I mean? So that's my point as far as that goes. Like I know what you're saying. I just think there's a difference between being flexible of moving a game around mm-hmm. and actually just literally physically removing Indiana from a title game and putting Ohio State in. So I, I, I know what you're saying. I just I don't look at that as being flexible. I think that's a that's a power move that I'm not against. I'm just saying I think people need to realize that it's not as easy as just saying, oh, Indiana, sorry, can you screw right. out of the way? I think it makes it a little easier because Ohio State's beaten them already. Right. But this is a very touchy situation that, again, Kevin Warren does not have all the power that you people think he does. He is the messenger. The athletic directors voted upon this. In fact, the athletic director of the precious Ohio State University also voted for the six-game minimum. And now we're trying to pretend like they are the victims here, which they're being impacted by it. But this was always the, the Big Ten has the worst luck in the world. <laughs> every conference, there is a there is a there's a possibility for every outcome of how these conferences decided to move forward during this pandemic of there being the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that the only conference that is experiencing the worst case scenario is the Big Ten, and it's not just impacting their conference; it's impacting one of the top four teams in right. the country. That's why this is such a big deal. Yeah, I agree with you. It, the the team that's really going to be affected by this is obviously indiana and if we were in the state of indiana we would be feeling the total opposite way this would be a lot of hoosier talk and we would say well this is our opportunity this is our chance and everything like that but we're not and the 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 thing that i'm looking at and the thing that all buckeye nation needs to hold their hat to is that we beat indiana yep and the lack of foresight 
is a problem with the Big Ten. I've been trying to, you know, remain as even killed as possible. That's one of the things about myself that I try to do is try to never get too high, never get too low. But the lack of foresight is alarming, you know, to to be arrogant enough to think like, yeah, we're going to get through eight straight weeks of college football without any hiccups. It's just wrong. It's just flat out wrong. You're in the middle of a pandemic and you decided to play football and you allowed yourself zero wiggle room. And now if you stand firm on the six game minimum, technically, technically you're right. Technically you're right. You came up with these rules. These rules are set in place. Is it right? Is it wrong? That I will have a difficult time understanding that if they steadfast to the six-game minimum rule that Indiana plays for the Big Ten Championship versus Northwestern while an undefeated team is sitting at home, I will have a major problem with that, regardless of who's the team. Because you and I have been talking about it, about the whole situation going on with the Pac-12 with USC and Colorado and, and one of those teams potentially two of them, both of them being undefeated on the same side of the conference and one of them not playing in the conference championship game. I know no one cares about that right now, but that's a real thing too. So I feel just as bad for whatever team is going to be left out of that situation. Um, but then just taking my Buckeye hat off, I'm looking at it and saying if, I, if I'm if i just a college football fan or if I'm an IU fan, like, well, we didn't do anything wrong either. So why are we suffering the consequences for them? Like, yeah, that'd be great to get a uh, a Big Ten team in the college football playoff. But you know what? Before we're Big Ten, we're Indiana. You know what I mean? And and before we're Big Ten, we're a Buckeyes. So it, it's a fight right now. It is going to be a fight. And you, I don't know if you remember this documentary that they showed um, on the Big Ten Network a couple years ago. It was talking about, I forget exactly which Rose Bowl it was, but um, there was a tie between... Um, Ohio State and Michigan, and they actually had to vote on who went to the Rose Bowl, and all the uh, the vote came back split, and it was a uh, it ended up going Ohio State's way, even though they had lost to Michigan that year. And I sense a situation like that because, as many as allies will say, Ohio State has, they have just as many enemies. You know yep. what I'm saying? So. Don't think that Indiana doesn't have allies either. Don't think that, like, all right, man, there's just Indiana. Nobody cares about them. Like, when it comes down to this vote, it's not going to just gonna landslide Ohio State's way and the only other team voting for Ohio, uh, Indiana's is going to be Indiana and Purdue. Like, they're going to team up and have allies. And to be perfectly honest, some of those ADs probably think, like, well, look, man, you got we wrote the rules for a reason. Yep. These are the rules, so we're going to stick fast to the rules. Now, be it that it as may, the college football playoff has said that they're not taking a minimum game situation into who's eligible to make the college football playoff because, you know, Indiana could potentially go to the Big Ten Championship, win the Big Ten Championship in Ohio State, still get into the college football playoff. A Big Ten Championship game would help (laughs) a lot. I think it would help a lot just to add another game. Like, keep yeah. in mind, I don't think that the, like, let's be clear here. A Big Ten championship is not what is going to put Ohio State in the playoff. Right. 
playing in another game, being the Big Ten Championship game, is going to help that further along. The playoff is going to help as far as the resume is concerned. They need another game to get in. Right. They have an opening this weekend. I, I you know, that's going to be the big question. Right? Well, so, where they're playing next week for sure. Well, <laughs> they're playing next week in that plus plus game. Yeah. And, in, in championship week, uh, is just is, are they going to be playing? Uh, Wisconsin, or name your random team from the West. And right now you have teams like Purdue. Is that Purdue-Indiana game's off for this weekend? Or right now, Purdue has paused all activity for right now because of a couple positive tests. So do you dial up Indiana again? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the winner of that goes on to the Big Ten tie, a little, you know, Big Ten semifinal, semifinal, right? I mean, (laughs) mean, at this point, you have to do what you have to do uh, to get get another additional game in. And to be perfectly honest, if you do get that game in, that's another win over a ranked opponent in Indiana. And then you play another ranked opponent in Northwestern, and that may get you into the college football playoff. If if Purdue pauses workouts, you got to dial it up. You got to be calling right now, like, "Hey, IU, what's up? Yeah, we'll come good- to you. We'll do whatever." Four five seven nine four six four. It's the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash. Life here on fourteen ten ESPN Radio. We are reacting to the news that broke just about an hour and a half ago that the Ohio State Buckeyes and their matchup with the Michigan Wolverines, the biggest rivalry in all of sports, that game is officially off for this Saturday at noon. For those who have speculated that they believed Michigan was going to do this to stick it to Ohio State, here's why I know that that is not the case. If Michigan wanted to stick it to Ohio State, they would have announced this on Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. They announced it today. By announcing it today, it gives Ohio State and some other programs enough time to be able to possibly, potentially, in the league, get another game in for the Buckeyes come Saturday. That's why I don't believe that this was done to stick it to Ohio State. Uh, And there's been a lot of speculation about this. This is why if I'm Kirk Herbstreit, I would not have apologized because I think the things that he was hearing behind the scenes were correct. I don't know if they were correct in regards to doing it to stick it to the Buckeyes. But I, I do believe that there was rumblings of the positive test that started to take Michigan players out and coaching personnel and, you know, guys like that. So that's something to keep in mind moving forward. Now, I want to go to the Facebook reaction feed. Again, we are live on Facebook. Go to Facebook, search the Justin Kenner Show, follow and li- or like and follow along uh, to be able to comment to give your opinion on all of this. As far as my statement to start this is that the Big Ten has a decision to make. They have to make a decision as far as are they going to do what's right or are they going to do what's fair because what is right and what is fair, it is not the same thing. I don't. The right thing is to put Ohio State in the Big Ten title game and waive the minimum game requirement. The fair thing to do is to stick to the minimum game requirement and to stick to the no, we won't let you schedule out of the conference to stick to it. That's what the fair thing is because that's what the Big Ten has held every other team who has missed games or been impacted by COVID throughout the two-month season. They've been they've stuck to that. So if they want to be fair, stick to it with the Buckeyes. But if you want to do what's right, do what's right and change the minimum game requirement. Let the Buckeyes play in the Big Ten title game. That is going to be the decision that the Big Ten has to make moving forward. Chris Schulp on Facebook says Big Ten should have started their season one or two weeks after they decided to play instead of four weeks. That, to me, the only thing that the Big Ten has made a mistake on to this point is, for one, the, maybe the premature cancellation of the season, which ultimately led to egg on their face. But you know what, Ken, two, you, that's water underneath the bridge. That's over and done with. We can't go to the past and fix those things. What we have to deal with is the present day. Like, oh, well, they should have did this and this would have never happened. Well... That's over and done with. You can't yeah. keep. We can't keep going back to that. That's over. What we have to worry about is the upcoming week. So a solution, working on something in the future. That's what everybody needs to be focused on. And the thing that people need to be focusing on, unfortunately, Purdue has COVID issues that they're dealing with. 
Hope everybody on their program is fine. You need to be dialing up Indiana saying, round two, what's up? That's going to be the big key moving forward. So, uh, uh, big, or I'm sorry, on to the next one. How about this? Nick on Facebook says, Texas A&M is free. The Big Ten needs to let it happen. Here's the problem that I have with this. Do not put Texas A&M on the schedule. Even if the Big Ten says you could schedule a non-conference game, do not put Texas A&M on that schedule. You don't need Texas A&M. You could play Alabama A&M. You could play some <laughs> weak team. The big Ohio State doesn't need Texas A&M as far as the quality of the opponent to get into the playoff. Okay, T- Ohio State just needs a team with bodies on it to play. They need to get out on the field and just be able to get out on the field enough, long enough, so that they could put a W in the win category. A win over Texas A&M doesn't really do anything for Ohio State. To me, Ohio State beating Texas A&M or Ohio State beating Michigan by 30, it's the same impact as far as their college football playoff resume moving forward. It does actually it helps if they beat Texas A&M, but I, five, but I don't believe but they don't need them to get in. Ohio State's in or has a shot to get in regardless. Texas A&M desperately needs Ohio State. If I'm Ohio State, you have they everything need, to they lose. They need us more than we need them. If you, if you play Texas A&M, you risk playing an opponent that you're going to lose to. That, that, you don't need to do that. Do not put yourself in that situation if you are Ohio State because everything that could go wrong for you this year has gone wrong outside of actually <laughs> losing games. Don't try to be the tough guy here and try to do the let's put Texas A&M on the schedule. You don't need to do that. Don't do that. Don't risk losing a game that doesn't need to be played because Texas A&M desperately needs that win over Ohio State so that they could pump their chest against Florida, against Alabama, and the SEC to put themselves you know, back in that conversation. I know that they are a fringe team right now just barely on the outside looking in, but they are not a team that I look at as they don't have a shot. Texas A&M has zero shot of making the playoffs right now. A win over Ohio State would increase their chances of getting in. I still don't think they have a shot to get in, but Ohio State, don't put them on the schedule. Do not put Texas A&M on the schedule. The fan in me would love to see it, but you are risking an awful lot if you go down that path. 457-9464. Get to Facebook. Leave your comment um, on here, and we'll see kind of what goes on as far as that's concerned. But uh, Timothy Smith, uh, he says, who cares about Ohio State? What? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you do, Timothy, but for you to sit here and actually think that no one cares. Thanks for listening, Timothy. Actually, you know what? I made the mistake of giving him the attention that he wanted with that comment. So, you know, Timothy, you did the right thing. I did the wrong thing. I'm moving on. Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Let's go to Tennessee Jeff. Tennessee Jeff, what's up, my friend? How are you? Remember, the FCC has rules. Just remember, you can't swear. <clears throat> Timothy Smith. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, I'm gonna, I don't know how long you're going to give me. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I literally just tuned in. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about uh, what just happened. I have talked with, uh, back and forth with Jeff Snook, Tim May, just now, Mark Pantone, and you just nailed it, um, Justin, about as far as we don't need justice. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, A&M, they're scrambling, dude. Like, literally right now, they don't give a S-H-I-T who it is they want to play. And um, my, I can't even get, let me just say this, you guys are youngsters. I'm 52 years old. This is fact, man. Since my father, before he passed away, I have hit 36 straight Rivalry games, home like I. This is my first one I've ever missed in thirty six years. I'm sick, man. So that's that's a bit like I was literally at uh, uh, at North Market in Columbus, and uh, go, I, I do a cake for the team. I take it to the Woody every year. I uh, have it there Thursday, 
and I bring in a cake for the team. And I drop it off. Um, it was going to be a little different this year. It was going to it was going to say hang a hundred. I was going to drop it off for line day and the coaches and just little things like that. You know, you guys know, man. And just going up there uh, Friday and not sleeping and just just every little thing that I do leading up to this game. Again, it's different because it's not Thanksgiving, but still, we we're hoping that we're going to have a game and, and for them to just you know. I don't know how the COVID thing works. I, you guys know, both know that I had the COVID. Um, that's neither here or there. Who cares? But I'm fine. But we care. I'm we're glad, glad you're doing right. okay. We do care. No, I, I mean, okay. We're glad you're I, okay. No, no. What, what I'm saying, though, is that's, that's, that's not what I'm calling you. I, I get it. it. I know. Good. I know, man. Okay. So, to, 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 I, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm numb. And I'm, I'm, I'm with my daughter, and she's like, well, Dad, it's just a, no, no, it's not just a game. Stop. It's just, it's, 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 this is the, this I don't know a bet, I don't know a more anticipated day of the year for me for me yep. than this game. Yeah. It's it's everything, man. So it's a big big deal. Um, now uh, we got to move past it. So where are we at? Uh, just like you said, Justin, uh, the, you know, they're, they're, they're looking. Uh, Purdue's got an outbreak. We're we going to go round two or three. What, what are we doing now? Uh, uh, as far you know, they got meetings with the chancellors, and I, you see that or the, or the ads tomorrow um, to see what they're going to do with this six game deal. Yeah, I don't know what. Who, who knows? Who knows, man? What who would knows? be the so, right thing? What would be the right thing to do? What would you do? I, okay, so I, I'm okay. So who, who is that, Kevin? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to be honest, right? I'm gonna, I, and, and you guys, all oh, you're a homer. I'm going to be honest. Who the bleep wants to see? We okay. Look, we beat Indiana, bro. We beat them, bro. We beat Indiana. We beat them, right? Who wants to see Indiana Northwestern? I'm just gonna tell you what I want to see. So they set the rule at six. Am I biased? Of course I'm biased. But the best team in the Big Ten, it's not even close, man. Is well, Ohio State? Let me let me ask you this. How I know what you're saying, but let me ask you: How much does we're just talking about Ohio State getting another game in. How much does the Big Ten title mean to you? The playoff means more to me than anything. So if Ohio State sure. playing next week just means they get another game, which means they're one step closer to the playoff, I'll take a playoff over a Big Ten title any day. I'm not admitting that they win a Big Ten title. They're definitely in. But I'm just curious. I mean, you're bringing up the Big Ten title game. How adamant are you about that it has to be the Big Ten title okay. game that you see? Here's my, okay, here's my answer to you. Here's my, i got a question before I answer that. Okay. My question to you is, Justin, is, does the Big Ten title mean, in other words, if we don't play next Saturday in Indy, are we still in the playoff? I think right now it's not about who they play or, or Big Ten titles. It's just about getting more games on there. They're undefeated. They're Ohio State. The only reason they're at four is because they haven't played as many games as the others. Otherwise, I still think they'd be above Clemson, who has a loss. I think they're only at four because they've played a limited amount of games. All they, all I care about is that they get out on the field and play games. I don't care if it's Indiana this week, Indiana again the next week. I don't care who it is. To me, I just think it's a total amount of games, you know? Yeah. You asked me this. You just asked me a second ago, how adamant am I about a big title? Here's my, here's all I can say to you. Okay. I don't give a rat's bleep about a big, I don't, I hate this conference now, dude. I know you guys are like, <laughs> what? I, dude, I swear to God, like, what we've been through, I, Kevin Warren can, well, anyhow, I, I, I don't care about a Big Ten conference. I don't think we get in. I do, I think we are sitting at five with either a Texas or a Florida. Dude, they're gonna leave us out if we don't play that Big Ten conference. Period. We are not getting in. They'll, I'm telling you, I, I don't think we get in. I think we have to play in the Big Ten title game. You? 
Yeah, the, the Big Ten title is will definitely help, but I do think that there's a scenario that scares me, and Kevin and I talked about this yesterday. If Florida beats Alabama, Clemson beats Notre Dame close, well, I believe true. those four teams are getting in. Absolutely. And that's not it's not me trying to stir the pot or anger Buckeye fans. I just, no, it's, 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 real, it's reality, yeah, bro. It's just We're how gone. it is. So I, it's unfortunate. But you're right, the, the Big Ten title would definitely help their cause. But assuming that doesn't happen, I don't see Florida beating Alabama. I'm not saying they can't. I just don't see that happening. That fourth spot's going to be open. A Big Ten title would secure it. But I think the college football playoff, they're looking for reasons to put Ohio State in, not reasons to take them out. So I do think and there's that's so many reasons to put them in as far as, you know, yeah. monetary. So I think they're okay. On, I think they're fine. So Really? Even if we don't – if we don't, okay, real quick. I don't, they're not. They're not bulletproof. I, I don't even think a Big Ten title makes them bulletproof. But I'm just. I don't think that they're drowning or calling for a lifeboat by any means. If we don't, last question, if we don't go to the Big Ten title, Indiana and Northwestern go. Northwestern lost. They, they're not. In, they're not good, man. And Indiana, they don't have. They don't have pedics. So if those two face off in the Big Ten title game, we're sitting here with five wins with our, you know, in our hands, and we're just looking at the Big Ten title game. You still think if Florida loses, which they're gonna, and whatever happens with Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, who cares? You still think we slide in at number four, even without a Big Ten title? As dumb as this sounds, Ohio State got a win today by Cincinnati, having not getting two more chances at a top twenty-five team the next two weeks. So I wow. think it's a long yes. There's there's many scenarios we can go through as to why they'll make it and why they won't make it. But hey, Tennessee. Jeff, always great hearing from you. Keep, we'll, we'll talk soon. Go Bucks, man. Adios. Man, he usually, that, that was a depressing go Bucks. Yeah, man. Real quick, uh, this is from Bruce Feldman. Source inside the Michigan program says they were going to be without 45 players this weekend versus Ohio State due to positive COVID-19 cases and contact tracing and injured players. So, yeah, and I, I, this, I don't think this is even a question about is this real or not for Michigan. Right, like I, 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 this is a real outbreak for Michigan. So yeah, they they didn't. That whole conspiracy week. theory, you know, needs to be thrown out <laughs> the window um, if that's the if that's the concern. Uh, let's go four five seven nine four six four. Let's go back to the phones, Kev. Who we got? We got Mark. Mark, welcome in, sir. How are you? Good guys, it's been a couple weeks, but I'm gonna solve all of this for you. How? Are Good. You? I got my pen. It has fresh ink. I'm ready to go. We're dying for answers. Thank you. J.K., by the way, great win with the Browns. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all okay. I needed to hear. We can go back to Bucks talk. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take a piece of what that guy just said. I'm okay. take a piece of what you just said. I'm going to take a piece of what Heather Dennett says, and I'm going to tie it all in. I don't care about the Big Ten. We Okay, Indiana had their shot. They blew it. Is nobody learning from what BYU and Coastal Carolina did? In two days, they hauled a team from Provo, Utah, to Myrtle Beach in two days and played because they took a shot at it, okay? What should happen right now, Gene Smith ought to pick up the damn telephone and call Cincinnati Bearcats, whose game is canceled this week against Tulane, because, and say, come on to the shoe Saturday. Ohio only problem with that, only problem with that, Mark, is they're dealing with COVID outbreak as well. Yeah, well, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's the team with the outbreak. Tulane that had the problem. But Cincinnati's the team with the outbreak, not Tulane. Okay, so okay, so it's not Cincinnati. Then get Tulane. Somebody. But the Big but Ten won't let them. Yeah. Big but Ten. I don't, but what do you mean they won't let them? It's same. It's but but see, we can't we can't change it in the middle of the season just to justify well, Ohio State's BYU needs because Carolina well they're not in the Big Ten. They're not in the Big Ten. BYU's an independent school. Ohio also, State's when there. when Nebraska had their situation, they tried to dial up opponents. The Big Ten told them no. When Wisconsin tried to dial up opponents for makeup games, the Big Ten told them no. Now they're going to now the Big Ten's going to tell Ohio State, yeah, that's where you get division inside a conference. That's when a conference that's supposed to be united 
becomes fractured. Okay, I've got an answer to it. If, if and I would also say then the other team to reach out to would have been USC because they're they're obviously saying they're undefeated and from from a Power Five conference. The other flip side answer is if that doesn't work because I didn't know if it was UC or Tulane. Mm-hmm. So if Cincinnati can't come up seventy one to play Ohio State, then the committee has got to say, and they have the power to do it. We're going with eight teams this year. They got to they got to do something because. Well, I don't mean to be funny here, but what do you mean they have to do something? They've they've had playoffs without Ohio State before. Why would this one be a travesty? I'll the question this way, mm-hmm. I'll and I'm not being a troll. I promise. I'm just I'm just asking no, your you, thoughts. Okay, I got you, and I'm not trying to be. I'm just only my answer will be facetious, and I and so don't take this for people who've had family, had COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Apparently, the damn virus only exists in the Big Ten. Okay, <laughs> you, tur- you turn into an SEC football game, and you see thirty-five thousand people in the That's team. That's a fact. You see the bands in the damn crowd. The cheerleaders are in the crowd. And every time CBS showed the damn crowd, half the people don't have masks on. But they only show the crowd for like a fraction of a second. They take it right off the crowd. This is not right that Ohio State's had five games and other teams have got ten, you know, nine, ten games. The Big Ten's only got a few games. Okay? They should have opened this crap up early and said, play the games. But when they said, we're going to have a Big Ten season... But we're not playing the first three against non-conference. But we're going to wait five more weeks before we start the first game. That automatically meant the Big Ten was screwed. There's only one way to fix it. You put eight teams in. That way you bring Cincinnati in. You bring Texas A&M. You bring Florida in. You bring Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, USC, and Alabama and say we're having an eight-team playoff. That's just the way it is. And let's just see who the best team is. Because you just can't say you've got plenty of games you don't have enough, and we can't change the rules midseason on, you know, letting a Cincinnati go to Ohio State or USC to come to Ohio State to get one more game. There's just got to be somebody out there, non-Big Tens, that would come, and they'd have to either change that rule or let eight teams in. Because this is ridiculous. I mean, it is really ridiculous. I really I, I don't envy any decision maker in the Big Ten right now because right. they haven't made great decisions to this point, and now they're being oh, put on the spot to make good ones moving decisions. forward. But to be fair... The minimum game requirement is only bad right now because it's actually coming to play to hurt the Big Ten. The Big Ten's the well, only one that's had one of their decisions come back to haunt them. The worst case scenario, every conference has a worst case scenario that could have happened. Unfortunately, well, the, the Pac-12 is going to have one here shortly when every one yeah. of their teams, when they have three or four undefeated teams, then what do you do there? That's, you know, so everyone's going to have, a, a, you know, be impacted by this one way or another. Well, I can tell you who does have a a pulse on the finger of what's going on, and that is Heather Dennich at ESPN. I listened to her a couple times this week, and she clearly said, even if Ohio State doesn't play in the Big Ten title game, they're in. They they made a statement against Indiana. They made a statement with 23 players, no coach, went on the road, put 52 on Michigan State, who just beat a ninth-ranked Indiana. Their statement's made, let them in. But there's only two things that are going to screw that up, and then you had touched on it. If Alabama loses to Florida and Clemson loses or in Clemson beats Notre Dame, Ohio State's in big trouble. All right. Well, Mark, good stuff, man. I appreciate your passion, man. Call anytime. See you guys. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Four five seven nine four six four. All right. We're gonna get right back to your calls on the other side of the break if you're just tuning in. It's the Justin Kinner show with Kev Nash. We are live on fourteen ten Wing AM, streaming live at wingam.com, and of course we are live on Facebook and Twitter. Search the Justin Kinner show on Facebook at fourteen ten Kinner K I N N E R or at one Kev Nash on Twitter. Follow along, tune in, and tweet us your thoughts. Of course, we'll be able to pull your comments right into 
the broadcast. James Lamb on Facebook says, Justin, you know Ohio State is not going to play a non-conference game because the Big Ten is not letting any team play a non-con game. They did not let any other team. No, James, we, we are. I, I'm very well aware of that. We know that. that. That's the predicament that Ohio State's in. You know, they have a game. They have a date on Saturday that Ohio State's ready to play. They could only play against a Big Ten opponent. We're a couple days into all Big Ten teams already prepping for their opponent this weekend or not prepping at all. It, it's a mess. The Big Ten has a decision to make. You either change the rule, you either have to be fair, or do the, you either have to do the fair thing or the right thing. The fair thing is to stick to the rules that you've been keeping the conference to since the beginning. And that is, we're not letting you play non-conference games, and we are going to keep the minimum game requirement. They have stuck to that the entire season. So they could do what's fair and continue that path, or they could do what's right, change the rule, let the Buckeyes get to the Big Ten title game and increase their shot of getting a team representing them come playoff time. Four five seven nine four six four. More of the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash when we come back. There are many ways to catch the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. You can catch it live right here on 1410 Wing AM, or you can stream the show at wingam.com. But now we have another way that you can take in the show. You can now watch the Justin Kinner Show. Justin Kinner, Kev Nash, back with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Coming up here in 20 minutes, 4 o'clock, top of the hour, ESPN's Dan Murphy, college football reporter, uh, will call into the show and give us the latest on what he's hearing as far as the fallout for the Big Ten, as far as the cancellation of the Ohio State-Michigan game, which was made official just about two hours ago, uh, the final week of the regular season for the Big Ten, Ohio State-Michigan. That game is officially off. What's next for the Buckeyes, who right now, if the season ended today, if the season ended on Saturday without Ohio State kicking off against any opponent, Ohio State would finish the season with only five games. Now, there's still a, sh- I mean, not a shot there. I mean, they will play, I guess, technically um, a week from Saturday, hopefully, in what would be either the Big Ten title game or just a Big Ten game in general to close out yeah, that, maybe. that weekend. <laughs> but we're talking about a Buckeye team who was. You know, projected to be a college football playoff team for sure. Many still believe that even with five or six games that they are a lock, assuming that they're undefeated, a Big Ten title would go a long way. Um, I try to separate my Buckeye hat from my opinions on this when it comes to I try. I'm, I'm just one of those where I've always been taught, like, I'm I'm 5'5", five five, I'm fat, um, I'm not very good looking. I don't have a lot of good things that ever happened to me in my life. So I never get my hopes up for anything, folks. I have taught myself my entire life, do not get excited for anything. So that way, when disappointment happens, it's like, oh, it's just another day for Kenner. <laughs> just another day for Kenner. So if the Buckeyes miss the playoffs this year, it's just another day for Kenner. Now you folks are making the mistake of getting your hopes up, right? No, in all seriousness, I just I look at this scenario, and I look at a situation where Florida beats Alabama and Clemson beats Notre Dame in a close one. Those are your four college football playoff teams, my gut is telling me. And I have a big gut. Lots of room in there for other feelings to come at some point. But right now, my big gut is telling me that that's how I see it shaking up with Ohio State only having five to six games. If this is a typical year where Ohio State's 12-0 and with the Big Ten title, trust me, there's one of those one-loss teams is out. It doesn't matter who it is. Right. So, but for because of this year, I am a little weary. Now, Kev, you sent me uh, during that commercial break a tweet uh, from Brett McMurphy, which, of course, he is getting a lot of heat today. He's very passive-aggressive in his tweets today, so it's really irking some Buckeye fans. Um, but Brett McMurphy 
says that the Big Ten is committed to transparency and will continue to collaborate with its member institution stakeholders to determine Big Ten football championship game participants' requirements as well as tiebreakers. In other words, we'll get back to you tomorrow. I don't anticipate a an answer or a solution to any of the problems through the rest of the night. Oh, no. That, that's something We're that right going to be now, breaking news tomorrow. This is just going to be a hot take afternoon. <laughs> we are going to have our hot takes. We are going to have our, you know, very opinion, our anger-filled, uh, you know, opinions. Um, that's basically what the rest of this afternoon is going to be filled with. Coming up at 4 o'clock, again, ESPN College football reporter Dan Murphy is going to call into the show. We'll chat with him about what he's hearing. Um, and, yeah, we're also going to have ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz, who covers a lot of college football as well, calling in at 4.30. So we got a lot of reaction from this Buckeye news from earlier today. Um, when it comes to this matchup. My thing is, like, this really wasn't about, to me, this wasn't about Michigan Week, Kev. This wasn't about anything. Like, this would be just as big a news if they were playing Illinois this weekend. This would be just as big a news if they were playing Rutgers this weekend. I, like, I'm not mad that we're not getting to see the rivalry game this weekend. I'm mad that Ohio State is potentially not going to play Saturday. Which could this is going to impact their college football playoff resume? It I could. think it's both, though. I think it's the, the oh, fact you wanted that to see a game between Ohio State absolutely. and their thirty-point underdog opponent. My goodness! Last time they had a twenty-some point underdog, they only won by seven. Um, I, I mean, a it's, real it football. Is, team, it is though. the it is the rivalry game, so you're always looking forward to that. But then the cherry on top is like, yo, this could potentially keep them out the Big Ten championship game, and then potentially keep them out the college football playoff it's like uh the hits just keep coming you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just like one thing after another the fallout from everything has repercussions to everything going on with ohio state football here man and it's it's a it's just just watching from our point of view it's just like man i especially for you and i um who try to keep our buckeye hats here and then just call it how we see it on the other side is saying like well like you talked about what's fair and what's right are two different things right now yep. what was fair is a hey, big big 10 ohio state is undefeated they beat the team that you guys will be putting in that place ohio state should be playing but was was right is hey man we made these rules and these rules should have consequences and we should abide by the rules and the rule was six games so you didn't get your six games in you're not eligible kind of like my analogy with the nba scoring champion if you come in the last week of the season and you play five games and you drop 50 points in each of those games yeah technically you average 50 points for the season but guess what you're not the nba leading scorer kevin durant is because he played 80 games you played five it's kind of like one of those situations so I'm at a loss, man. Obviously, I would love for Ohio State to be playing in the Big Ten championship game, but there's a glaring situation that says, hey, man, they agreed to six games. This was agreed to. This was all the ADs. Gene Smith. Yeah. They agreed agreed to to it. They agreed to it. So where are we going to land? Where where are we going to roll with this? Are, are we going to just roll with nobody wants to see Indiana and Northwestern play? Then what's the point of playing football anyway? If we're only going to be talking about these big-time brand-name teams, then nobody else should play football. It should only be Clemson. It should only be Alabama. It should only be Ohio State. It should only be USC when they're good. It should only be Texas when they're good. Like all you other programs, all you minor middle-of-the-road programs, y'all don't even need to play. Matter of fact, don't even show up. Matter of fact, just cancel Christmas, cancel your program because you don't matter. That's what you're telling these other schools when you 
talk like that. And by the way, I know people don't want to hear this, but the six-game requirement is not that big a deal. It's only a big deal because it's impacting Ohio State. Of the 1410, of the 1410, that's hey! us. 1410 ESPN Radio, folks, right there. It's a little simple plug. Um, of the 14 Big Ten teams, Kev, 11 of the 14 were able to get six games in this season. So... It's just like, this is what I mean by the Big Ten. This is just a case of bad luck. I feel like I'm one of those Cincinnati Reds apologists from last year. Where the, <laughs> the Reds aren't bad because they're bad. They're just bad because of bad luck. The Big Ten is being bit in the ass by bad luck. Because let's be clear, it's not like the entire conference struggled to get six games in, Kev. Right. There's only one team that needed six games. Right. And that one team is one of the three that didn't. Right. Like, there's 14 teams, and 11 of them got at least six games in. So, that's this is why I'm like, I'm not mad at Kevin Warren. This isn't the Big Ten's fault, necessarily. This is just, unfortunately, for the Big Ten, the worst-case scenario that could have been played out is being played out. That's the problem I have. I also, I think Mark, yeah, Mark on Facebook says it's hard to get to six. Mark, 11 of the 14 teams got to six games this season. So it's just unfortunate that of those few that didn't, one of them just happens to not only be the best team in the Big Ten, but a national championship yeah, contender. It is is real sad because, you know, obviously they missed a Maryland game because Maryland had their situation with COVID in a county that was spiking. Then Ohio State had their outbreak in a county that's spiking. And then you look with everything that's going on in Michigan, they're spiking. Like this is this is a COVID nineteen, this is a pandemic. This is not something like a normal year. This isn't something like, oh man, we can just brush it off and say, Oh man, just go play, throw some dirt on it. Like, yo, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like these type of things are gonna happen. And that's what I'm talking about with foresight, um, with debate ten. I've been, you know, quote unquote, uh Kevin Warren apologist and a you know, a uh Athletic director apologists, you know, saying, hey, man, they're doing what they got to do, all that type of stuff. But the lack of foresight for them to have that six game like requirement, I'm cool with a requirement, but I was more of a fan of percentage as opposed to actual games played, you know, to be so eligible if, for, for the Big Ten so championship. If, so a two and O team, hundred percent win percentage should get it. Oh in. yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's why the minimum was put in. Yeah yeah yeah, so, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, it, to, and by the to way, your point it has yeah. to be some type of cutoff. It can't be just oh man, you weigh one and you're in. Like yes, you are right. It has to be some type of cutoff, and it is just alarming to me that nobody is seeming to see the other side of it. Where like hey man. Indiana played the right amount of games. Ohio State is yet to do that. Now maybe they can dial up Indiana and do a redo, get another game in and get that sixth game in, and maybe they, they can get it in and, and go from there. But as of right now, like, where are you at with it? If they if they called you and said, Kenner, who's in the Big Ten championship game? Who's in the Big Ten? Who's in the Big Ten? Based on the game. rules, people ain't gonna like. Based, based on, on Kenner, based on you, make you have the final call. You're you're the you're the final vote. Are we putting in Ohio State because they're five and zero, or are we putting in Indiana because they met the requirements? Kenner, what are you doing? Start what you finished. Put Ohio State in. The only reason the Big Ten caved and played is because Justin Fields' petition, is because Ryan Day and Gene Smith in Ohio State put the pressure on everyone. Ohio State had a national championship contending team. They were the loudest member of the room to get the season started. Michigan wanted a season. Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh was a very, you know, we saw Michigan and Ohio State actually working together on a lot of those, you know, campaigns to get the season back. So let's be clear as far as that goes. But keep in mind, finish what you start. Because the only reason that, 
Kevin Warren and a lot of those schools caved is because of the pressure that was put on by Ohio State. Because if Ohio, you know, and I hate to say that because I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Kevin Warren needed to be in control there. But at the same time, I don't think if they if they didn't have a big if they didn't have a national championship contender in this conference, I don't think that they have the urgency to get going. The Pac-12 only had a season because the Big Ten made them look bad by getting back into the party. So the Pac-12 is like, well, we better do something. Right. But the Pac-12 doesn't have a title contender. That's why they're just kind of off in the distance a little bit. Oh, we played a few games. We got four or five games in. Got some exposure, eligibility. You know, no one's taking a hit. So we're good. Let's go to the phones. Four five seven nine four six four. Kev, give me someone. We have Charlie. Charlie, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Justin? Uh, really, uh, man. The guy you had before the last caller a while back, he was talking about the eight games, and I know everybody always brings that up. And uh, I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna start bending rules. If you want to let Ohio State in and play in the Big Ten Championship, then what they really need to do to make things fair is you take Ohio State, Florida, Texas A&M, and Cincinnati and let them play their own little semifinal to get the fourth spot. Because I think when you're talking about fairness, if I'm just looking at it, like you were talking about like kind of looking at things with all your Buckeyes hat on, I can't see letting Ohio State at five and zero in over Texas A and M. I just letting them in where because Texas A and M's not making the playoff either. Well, but aren't they nine and one right now? Yeah, but I mean they don't have a path to get there. Florida does, and if Florida and Alabama, who are the winner of that SEC title game, is getting in, and if Florida wins, they both might get in. If Florida loses, Texas A and M would jump Florida, and they should jump Cincinnati if they haven't already. So they should be like the fifth team kind of sitting there behind Ohio State. Well, at that point, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you've ever been to a, a club and you are, you know, you have the big bouncer standing in front of the door. Um, if the big bouncer standing in front of the door and he's the one with his hand on your chest not letting you get in, but you're the first in line to be rejected of getting in, you don't really win anything. All right? Yeah, so that's Texas I'm, A&M. So we're ta- you're talking about a tournament to get to, to fifth. I mean, I, I don't know what that accomplishes. No, no, no. No, no, no. Tournament to get to fourth because... Do you remember? I might have. What was it? Uh, two years ago, when Notre Dame got in, and everybody was mad because they didn't have to play a conference title game. Yep, so they I was one of them. Less. Yep, one one less game, not five less games. One, and everybody freaked out because they think it's bullcrap that Notre Dame didn't have to play that game. So, if you let Ohio State in over Texas A&M in this scenario, where Florida loses, <clears throat> and Texas A&M's jumped them, and they're like the second best team in the SEC, and they're nine and one. I mean, you might as well blow the NCAA up and start everything all over. Because, like, if you're talking about fairness, a team that wins five games has they're, – they're saying they don't even want them playing Northwestern, which is – I don't want to see that game anyway. I would rather them play Wisconsin. Well, beggars you know? can't be choosers right now. The quality of opponents is not keeping Ohio State out of the playoff right now. It's the amount of games. Um, so they, like it doesn't matter games. who they play. I don't even care if they play Rutgers for three straight weeks. They just need to get <laughs> games in on the year. Charlie, normally we go longer. i got to cut you off. we got a guest coming up. All Thanks right. for the call, man. All right. um, we've had a few callers suggest these little play-in tournaments. We've heard one caller say an 18 playoff. Folks, we're struggling getting the amount of games in that were already scheduled in. The, the what? 
Justin Kenner, Kev Nash, back with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Of course, the big topic today, Ohio State and Michigan. The biggest rivalry biggest rivalry in all of sports. That game officially off for Saturday. And now the big question is, what's next? Not just for the Big Ten, but for the Ohio State Buckeyes as they are desperately trying to keep their head above water to keep their undefeated um, season afloat to build that resume up to keep it strong heading into the final couple weeks of the College Football Playoff Committee's final rankings. Uh, and we're going to get into that with our guest here in just a second. Some more reaction here. Brian Schwederman on Facebook says, easy out for the Big Ten, inserting the wrinkle that if a team if, that if a team missed the six-game mark because of other teams' COVID breakouts, the six-game requirement will be waived so Buckeyes can be in. I mean, a, you know, a little wrinkle of changing the words, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, folks, look, I don't think that the six-game minimum was that crazy of a requirement to have. There's 14 Big Ten teams. 11 of them played at least six games. It's just unfortunate that of the few teams who could not get to that six-game threshold, of course, the Big Ten's luck, which has not been that great this year, it happens to be the only national title contender they have there. <laughs> Let's get to our next guest. We have ESPN College Football reporter Dan Murphy joining us. Dan, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Good. We appreciate you taking time and hanging out with us. Look, it's never a dull moment right now, especially with there being so many unknowns throughout the college well, athletics world right now, not just football, but basketball as well. What was your initial reaction when you first heard that this game was canceled? Something that we knew was a pretty good possibility uh, as the week went on. Yeah, I think that was kind of it of like, well, this this was sort of inevitable, right? I think we probably talked a long time ago back when the Big Ten first made the decision to play and thinking about, hey, because there's no room for error in this schedule, it's very real that there might be some, some major <laughs> issues that come up with scheduling because of that. And, and here we are, right? It feels like it was almost like, of course, something like this is going to happen. And unfortunately for the Big Ten, it plays out in maybe their marquee game of the year with, with their marquee team that's, that's really their only shot to get in the playoff right now. Um, you know, I, I don't know yet how, how much of an impact this really has on Ohio State's end goal of getting to the postseason. But, uh, yeah, my first reaction was, well, uh, you know, anybody could have seen this one coming. People who are mad about the six-game re- minimum requirement, I should know. I mean, were there minimums? I mean, it was. I guess it's uh, win percentages for other conferences, but I don't believe a minimum game requirement was that crazy of a you know of a of a factor to consider here with the Big Ten. Like I said, you heard me open. Fourteen teams in the Big Ten. Eleven of them got at least six games in. It's just the Big Ten's luck that one of those few game- teams that didn't get six games in happens to be the national title contender in the Buckeyes. It's just b- bad. You know, Big Ten's made their mistakes, yes, but this is just bad luck that's really coming back to blow up in their face. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's probably a, a fair statement. And really, like you know, at the end of the day, they can get Ohio State to at least six games, right? Whether whether or not they're playing for uh, you know a, a Big Ten title, they can play a quality opponent on December nineteenth, and they can figure out how to get them another game uh, that that will help them for their their goal of reaching the college football playoff. I think the question will be whether or not they can be really flexible and really quick and, and get them another game before then to get them to seven games, which I think again every every last bit helps their case as it's going to be an interesting battle between these top six or seven teams that are all vying for that spot. What type of ripple effects do you think this COVID season is going to have on college football long long term? Will we see that there's a lot of conference games? There's BYU flying across the country to play Coastal Carolina, uh, Big Ten potentially juggling things around midseason to do what's right for Ohio State and everything like that. What do you see the ripple effects being? Yeah, that's a great question. I was I spent most of my day listening in on a 
on sort of a, a business conference where a lot of uh, college sports folks have been talking, including Mark Emmert, some co- conference commissioners and folks like that. And, and the two things that I take away from it is some of them have realized that a lot of the, uh, the less flexible things they do, scheduling games 10 years in advance and feeling like they can't change on the fly, uh, they're being you know proved wrong, right? They, they can do those <laughs> things. They can be a little bit more flexible now when they need to be. And so perhaps some of those, when a new suggestion comes up and the initial response is, oh, no, 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 that's impossible, that's not the way we do things, maybe that goes away a little bit in the future. And I think part of the reason that that might go away is because the, uh, the COVID era has in some way brought a lot of college football issues to a head, right? Whether it's the NIL or the, the value players praying or the need to play these games to keep athletic departments afloat. Um, the issues that face college football, I think, were were accelerated because of uh, what's happened here in the past six to nine months. ESPN's Dan Murphy with us here on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. And look, there seems to be, real quick, to go back to the Ohio State conversation real quick. I mean, right now the big question is, you know, what's next for Ohio State? What's next for the Big Ten? My thing is, is I think right now I'm thinking big picture. I personally don't care about the Big Ten title game one way or another. I just care about Ohio State getting back on the field, getting another game. How much does the cancellation of Ohio State-Michigan impact the college football playoff aspect of the Ohio State Buckeyes resume moving forward, or does it? Are we making too much of this? If you're a Big Ten championship fan, more power to you, but for me, I'm putting all my emotional stuff into the playoff. That's really all I care about. How much of that is impacted by this cancellation on Saturday? Yeah, it's a great question, and like you said, right, they could still get a quality opponent in a couple weeks, and and that sort of plus one game that the Big Ten has had planned all along, whether that's they're playing for a title or not. Um, but, you know, I think every game they can add to the resume, right? Seven looks better than six when you're competing and sort of splitting hairs to reach one of those last playoff spots. And, um, you know, certainly Ohio State will be in that conversation, whether they're 6-0 and or 7-0, and provided that they, they win what's left on their schedule. Uh, but, it, you know, it can only strengthen their case to get another game. And I think uh, the Big Ten probably has to make a decision very quickly in the next day or two whether or not they can find a way to get a seventh game on Ohio State's schedule. Uh, which I'm sure the Buckeyes want, and whether or not the Big Ten wants to to sort of uh, go back on some of the the rules that it set earlier this year. You know, we heard Kevin Warren talking this afternoon, saying, "Hey, we need to be nimble. We need to be fluid when we when we think about this here in the coming day or two. So, um, you know, he, he didn't close the door on the fact of them trying to find a way to get a seventh game, which I think would be a big help for the Buckeyes' chances. What do you think the fallout from Indiana is going to be? Obviously, they're the person or the team that's going to be affected by this the most because they're sitting right there to be in the Big Ten championship game. And if accommodations are made for Ohio State to play an additional game and they win that game, they're the ones that's going to be knocked out of the Big Ten championship game. I can't assume that they're just going to be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's a great question, especially for a program like Indiana where winning a Big Ten championship is a huge deal. Yep. Getting to play for a Big Ten championship is a huge deal, right? So how do you, how are you fair? How are you going to make sure you're being fair to them and being fair to Ohio State who might have a different end goal at the end of the day? Um, listen, none of this stuff has been easy for anybody who has to make these decisions in the Big Ten. This one certainly won't be easy. Um, you know, I think for for most football fans i'm sure you guys think is let, let's get let's get them on the field as long as it's safe and healthy to do so let's get them on the field as many times as you can and, and hope that uh, the rest shakes out and takes care of itself 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting tonight, again, because the college football playoff reveal, the polls come out again tonight. I don't think the cancellation of that's going to have an impact of where Ohio State is as far as that, but I am curious, your opinion, I know you, you're not a, you don't cover the college football playoff per se, but I am curious, in your opinion, Ohio State, are they sitting at four just because they've played less games than everybody else, or would they be higher than Clemson, in your opinion, if this was a regular, regular season, and this, you know, they were eight, nine, ten games into the season at this point? Uh, yeah, I think you could, if they're eight and nine and or something like that, I think you should you could make the argument for for sliding them ahead of Clemson. I think it's splitting hairs uh, at the NFL. I think both of those teams would still be firmly in the top four, right? So it's just a matter of uh, whether you're where you're traveling to the game and who your opponent is. So um, that'd be a good question. I think the you know the biggest knock you can have against Ohio State is you don't know enough about them. You haven't seen them play enough games. Otherwise, there's there's no reason to say they shouldn't be uh, right there at the top of the conversation. All right, Dan, as we send you out, I know that you were uh, tweeting out earlier in the afternoon uh, that Mark Emmert had also talked about, you know, the big picture as far as college basketball is concerned. Um, you know, with Indianapolis, you know, a few weeks ago, an announcement was made that they're potentially looking at Indianapolis for the NCAA tournament. What are you hearing as far as that, you know, we're so much eyes and attention on college football. Here in a few weeks, a lot of that attention is all going to be shifted back towards the direction of college basketball. If college football is considered a mess right now, how big of a mess is college basketball, in your opinion? I think it's going to be a, a rocky road getting to the tournament, and, and we'll probably have some other interesting conversations when we're talking about bubble teams for March, the March Madness tournament <laughs> as well, because not everybody's going to play the same amount of games. Not everybody's going to have a chance to play the non-conference opponents they'd like to normally play. I mean, when you're talking about deciding with between the the 65th and the 70th best team in the country, all that stuff gets <laughs> gets uh, probably even more tricky than it is deciding between who's number four and number five. But um, I, you know, from from what Mark Emmert said today, I think once they get to the tournament, it sounds like they have a plan to try to build you know something similar to what the NBA bubble has, which has proven to be a pretty effective model for for the pro sports. And if they can do that in, at the college level, it's to assume that that would work and. Uh, their plan right now is to have the men's tournament in Indianapolis, and it looks like the women's tournament down in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, while neither of those sites are, are quite set in stone yet, it sounds like they want to try to have them set in stone by the end of December, uh, so they can start planning in for, for the next couple months to, uh, you know, to make sure that they can get there and keep people healthy and safe on the way. Sixty-eight team bubble. Wow. Good for them. If they could figure that out, more power to them. They get with the NFL at that point because they said there's too many NFL, there's too many players in the NFL to make that happen. All right, ESPN's Dan Murphy. Dan, thanks so much for taking time and giving us a little insight. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good chat. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, Dan Murphy, ESPN college football reporter. Basically, look, at this point, we're going to find out more from the Big Ten tomorrow, but I just don't think that there's not going to be a solution that's going to appease everybody. Mm-mm. Someone's going to be upset here. It's just a matter of this is where the money's going to come into play. Indiana's upset with you? That's right, you're Indiana. The one year you're having a good year is the year you're going to chirp at us about what's right and not right for you. We got the Buckeyes over here who are the Big Ten right now. Mm-hmm. I think we all know where this is going, and I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it just kind of, it, it's, I told you, I'm, I'm an elitist. That's kind of where this co- goes into, the big business. I don't ever try to pretend that college athletics is not big business. It is. Yeah. In Ohio State, they're big business. And by the way, Joel Klatt. I mean, come on. I am just heartbroken for the players, coaches, and fans of both teams. Ohio State versus Michigan football is one of the iconic rivalries in sports. Stop. It is. I didn't say it's not, but could we? I'm just heartbroken. You're heartbroken? 
because Michigan's not going to get beat by 30 this week, and you're heartbroken. Look, this is about the college football playoff. I don't care about some rivalry game that one team is favored by 30 in. All right? But, you know, uh, stop, Joel Klatt. He is the, for people that, and I like Joel. He's a, you know, I have no issue with Joel. Well, guess what? He ain't coming on the show. But the problem is, is that everything, and for everyone that hates Paul Feinbaum, for every reason that you hate Paul Feinbaum, you love Joel Klatt, who is the Paul Feinbaum of Fox Sports. He's all about the Big Ten. I mean, Ohio State, I have him at number two on my poll. They played five games. How do you have him at number two? The five games. How do you put him at number two? I believe that they're the, probably the second best team in the country, but you can't sit there and talk about, oh, we got to do what's right and what's fair, but then have a, fi- a team that's played five games at How the top games? of your rankings. Five. No, do it the other way. I, my puberty voice? Yes. No. I that, that, can't force that. I cut the music I so I can get that a drop for later. But, <laughs> but Joel Klatt, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Who's heartbroken? You could be, I'm angry. People. And by the way, our callers today, do they sound heartbroken? You've had your finger on the damn dump button. Yes, I have. they don't sound heartbroken, Kev. They sound pissed. <laughs> yeah, no and I want to commend no our listeners for not cussing on the air. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are boring. <laughs> I expected better out of you. <laughs> don't encourage them. Goodness. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back in a moment. More of the Justin Kinner Show when we come back. Justin Kinner, Kev Nash with you, hanging out this afternoon. Reaction to Ohio State, that team up north. Are you heartbroken like Joe Klatt that the game is canceled this weekend? Or are you just angry? Bum. I think we're all angry because we just don't know what's next. But no, I'm not, I'm not heartbroken by anything. It's sports. Heartbroken. Give me a break, Joel Clyde. If, if Paul Feinbaum pulled that, oh, Paul, Paul Feinbaum's heartbroken. If if something happens to to Alabama missing a game, we would rip that. But Joel Clyde's heartbroken. Ah, we'll be back. Maybe. <laughs> Turn the mic back on. Oh, we in that Fox Sports affiliate? I don't care. Be a cool guest to have on the air, though. Huh? Be a good guest to have. Well, he, he's a little upset. He's sulking right now. He's a little heartbroken. Remember being in your favorite sport clips, getting set for that great MVP haircut experience? Yeah. How about if we made that wait even shorter? Now, with Sport Clips on deck text alerts, when you check in online or with our app, we'll text you a 15-minute heads up when it's time to head in. And when you're the next man up, you'll get another text to come take your seat. Less wait time, more prime time. Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, good night. there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the... Justin Kenner, Kevin Nash, back with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. So, of course, you know, Joel Klatt, the Paul Feinbaum of Fox Sports. I poked fun at that comment, and now all the crybaby fans are jumping in and are all upset because I, I made fun of their Paul Feinbaum. Relax, folks. Look, all I'm laughing at is, is if I'm angry and upset. Like, I'm mad that the game's not happening, but I'm not heartbroken. 
right? There are bigger things in life than a game being canceled for me to be heartbroken over. So, yes, I am poking fun at that, okay? And, you know, and I have this Vincent Waller guy, oh, Kenner, really showing your ego today, calling out Joe Clatt when you say ridiculous stuff all the time. You are the thin-skinned kind but act like a tough guy on radio. Anytime someone disagrees with you, no. You're, you're upset because I poked fun at something that really has nothing to do with anything. I mean, he said he's heartbroken because there's not going to be Ohio State-Michigan this weekend. I'm, whatever. I'm angry that what it's not adjective, happening. What adjective would you use? I just I think that we, we – with everything going on, I just think that we are over – like we should just be expected. The reason I'm not heartbroken by Ohio State-Michigan being canceled is because deep down we should all be expecting the unexpected throughout all of this. To get emotionally attached to any game right now is – I think that that's on you. Like, we know that at any time a game could be canceled. UD plays tonight against Northern Kentucky. At any point, that game could be pulled. At any point. So, I don't like, I'm having a hard time getting excited and geared up for certain games until they actually tip off, until they actually kick off. Because until they actually kick or tip off, they're not happening in my book. And I I just, I I get excited about the possibility of it. But I'm not going to sit here and get emotionally invested into something that I know is probably going to be impacted one way or another. So, you have these boobs like Vincent Waller on Facebook. Facebook, who's going at me because of a joke that I made? You, you're a joke, man. Like seriously, holy moly, people! You guys are unbelievable. It is what it is. Look, bottom line is, is I'm not worried about the Michigan game because I have bigger aspirations for the Buckeyes. It's called the college football playoffs. It's called winning a national championship. It's called watching Justin Fields end his career, ending his career, hosting up a national championship trophy. That's what that means. That's what I'm aspiring for. That's what I want to see. I don't care about watching Ohio State beat Michigan by 30. I've never understood that. Kev, like, I know it's the biggest rivalry in all the sports. Don't get me wrong. And I lose this argument every year. I'm going to keep arguing it every year. And I'll never win. But it is what it is. When Ryan Day says, and again, that's this rivalry. That's this. I get it. That's how. The, that's the buildup of this rivalry is. This rivalry is the only thing that matters. Well, you are focusing on trying to beat one of the worst teams of the Big Ten every year in Michigan. There are teams like Alabama and Clemson who are actually focusing on our goal around here is to win a national championship. Well, and Ohio State's, things, and Ohio State's goal is to beat a two or three loss team every year. You Come can do on. two things at once. Both things can be true at the same time. They well, can do both. Well, they, they have done both. You can't technically because while the other teams are focusing on winning national championships like Alabama Clemson, they're doing it. In Ohio State, they're beating Michigan nine however many years in a row. And they have one national title during that stretch. So, again, I'm beating up on it. I get it. But my point is, is I get annoyed when I hear that. I don't want my team aspiring to only be my own. The only thing I care about is beating this one they, they, subpar they have, average have, team. Ohio State has two, and they play for several others. No, I'm talking about during the stretch where they this little winning streak of Michigan, where this winning streak is all that matters. Beating Michigan well, is all that this, matters. To be clear, this has always been the Ohio State mindset. And I think it's stupid. And, Period. And, that, Period. And it matters. It matter, not only matters to the players, it matters to the fans, it matters to the coaching staff. Ask the fans. So, so beating Michigan by 30 means more to the fans than winning a national championship. I think you can think it can just, it's football, everything matters. Every single game matters. You want to make sure you continue to beat your rival, obviously. And, oh, yeah, let's make sure we try to go get us a championship as well. Like, I think you can do two things at once. I think we all can chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. I think mm. it's, it's all relative. Hmm. Well, 
the years that they've missed the playoff, years that they haven't won national titles, at least they beat Michigan. I don't think that's. I don't think they didn't win the national championship because they were focused on beating. Okay, Michigan. whatever. They That's your opinion. Mine is this. A better you ain't team. changing my mind. Bradley Horn on Facebook says, yeah, you may not be worried about watching it. Everyone else, everyone else. Bradley Horn, how many people in life do you know? Do you know everyone Everyone Everything. else in life? Do you? How many people in life do you know that, do you do you know enough people in life to have a, to build enough of a sample size to actually speak about everyone in the world? No, you don't. So not everyone. Loves it. I would rather see a national championship than Ohio State beat Michigan by 30. Michigan's bad. I don't care about that game this weekend. The la- the only I stopped caring about it years ago when Michigan doesn't care about the rivalry. They don't care about the game. They don't care about getting to the playoff. All, I mean, it, it's embarrassing. I what believe Michigan they care. Has I just think that Ohio State's better. So, I mean, it is what it is. Tyler Five, Justin, do you think Ohio State is going to try and schedule another game since that team at North canceled Saturday's game? I believe that they would like to. Um, I wonder if the Big Ten lifted the rule of no non-conference games. I wonder if they would be able to actually, you know, would they? how aggressive would they be in going to get an opponent? What kind of opponent, caliber opponent, would they go get? Would they go after a Texas A&M? Tiny part of me would be like, yes, I would love to see Ohio State, Texas A&M. I just believe that Ohio State's more in the driver's seat than what we give them credit for right now. I don't, I don't think it makes sense to risk playing Texas A&M. I just don't. You risk, you know, it's going to look cool, sound cool. You lose, then you've shot yourself in the foot. I don't think it's necessary to put Texas A&M on the schedule if, for whatever reason, the Big Ten lifts that no non-conference game rule. Um, so, so Tyler, yeah, I think that if they do play this weekend, it's going to have to probably be in Indiana. I, I don't see the Big Ten lifting that non-con rule. And if they do, what, who's Cincinnati have this weekend? Uh, they uh, have COVID this weekend. Cincinnati does. <laughs> but no, who they have? Um, Tulsa. T- Tulsa. Maybe Ohio State gets Tulsa on there. But then Tulsa's like, well, look, if we beat Ohio State, that's a hell of a statement win for us. But Tulsa's not beating Ohio State. So Tulsa won't agree to playing Ohio State. Um, so I don't know. I, I just I What's think the check that looking like? on the scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you, Kev, that they play this weekend in any form? Uh, I am down. Normally, I'm always 50-50 going into weeks, but I'm like down to 20%. That they're actually going to get a game in this week. Their best bet is to replay Indiana. That's what that's I'm kind of thinking. That's the only too. one that's available. Everybody else has game scheduled. Uh, Purdue has COVID issues. Indiana plays Purdue. They're wide open. So dial them up. Big Ten, make it happen. Get this other game in. Then you knock out two two problems. You knock out. Ohio State having that sixth game, and then you also say, "Hey man, Indiana, y'all think y'all better than Ohio State? Y'all think y'all had a chance?" Here's a rematch. Yep. And that's, we'll see. And it sucks that there's no, of Michael course, Penix Michael Penix Jr. Uh, Vincent Waller coming in live from his mom's basement says, You are the stupid one, Kenner. Acting like OSU only focuses on one thing. My God, you can't be this damn dumb. Thin skin showing right now with your little rant. Vincent, I'm going to tell you what I tell all my listeners. Thank you for listening. You could always tune out. You could always go listen to something else. No, no, no. Vincent, Vincent, stick around. But yet you choose to continue to listen to dumb, thin-skinned Kenner rant. So I appreciate that, Vincent, and uh, whatever. Take care. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Home for the holidays, taking on a new meaning this year. Whatever your plans to celebrate, first florist and greenhouses can brighten your home with the holiday spirit. For gourmet baskets, holiday decorations, seasonal plants, and fresh-cut flowers, your best choice is Dayton's largest family-owned florist and greenhouses. In business at the... 
right, everybody, we welcome you back. Justin Kenner, Kev Nash with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. We'll get back to your phone calls coming up here in just a moment. And uh, Vincent Waller continuing to try to send in more hate mail. Oh, wait, we got more. We got more. Vincent Waller says, I really got under that thin skin. Nice mom's basement joke. Haven't heard that one from anyone in the history of the world. I listened to your show for the comedy of it. Suck it. That's the thing, Vincent. If you listen to me because you like me, great. If you listen to me because you hate me, even better. I appreciate you listening, and that is all that matters. That's all that matters. Vincent, I appreciate you. I really do. Your childish name calling and all. Your mom must be proud. My mom always raised me to, if I don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. So, just like Vincent, we clearly both don't listen to our moms. Goodness gracious. I don't know why I'm so fired up today. I had, are, I had like two coffees fire, before the show, and I'm like fired up. I don't know why. Well, I know why. David Kendrick says, I could feel the love. Not a whole lot of love today. All right, let's go to our next guest. We have ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz. Jason, welcome in. Do you call in because you like me, because you hate me, or because ESPN forces you to? (laughs) What's your cup of tea today? Uh, I call in because I enjoy hanging out with y'all. And, you know, I think that part of your your temperament is part of the charm of it. Like, not like when you're happy, you're a little edgy. When you're angry, you're a little edgy. I take it either way. I like all of it. <laughs> it's like, and I live to see another day. That's all that matters. Big picture. But, Jason, we welcome There's so much to get into. Let's get right. Let's open it up with college football discussion. The big talk, the big fallout here is there's anger. There's passion. Um, there, you know, people are upset. Ohio State, Michigan, the biggest rivalry in sports. The game is officially canceled on Saturday. I'm not taking it as hard as other people just because I don't feel like Ohio State needed to beat Michigan to get to the college football playoff. Uh, I'm more worried about big picture them getting enough games in to be able to hold their own against some of the other teams resume-wise. What was your initial reaction when you heard this game was going to be canceled, and are you even surprised by it? I'm not that surprised in the cancellation, but there's a couple of things here. One, Let's remember that this is the Big Ten's own rule, that you got to hit six. Like, the college football playoff committee has no rule or restriction on how many games have to be played. So I'm not sure why the Big Ten didn't lift that restriction. I mean, if we all believe that the only reason they're playing in the first place is trying to get Ohio State into the college football playoff, and rightfully so, then let's at least let them do that, right? Like, just change the rule, and through the process of changing the rule, allow them to play in this game. I, I, I don't really understand the logic on it or what they're doing. So, um, you know, realistically, I, I would have already changed the rule anyway. But aside from that, I don't share your lack of concern, frankly, uh, for where they're going to stand in the playoffs. Because we talked to Gary Barta last week on Rankings Reaction, which I do digitally with Michael Jr., and I asked him how much of a conversation is the number of games, and he said a huge portion of the conversation, that it's already been a great debate the committee so i think that there is actually some concern to be had about it and what it means espn radio is jason fitz so the amount of games but so at this point so okay let's say that the michigan game wasn't canceled that's your sixth game of the season you get a seventh game in when we say you know lack of games what is the uh what's the amount of games that needs to be played for ohio state to check that off of that that uh, that safe list i guess is it seven is it eight i mean again no matter what they're going to be playing three to four less games than everyone else who's battling it out for that fourth spot that's for sure well and you're a thousand percent right that's why i mean to me let me be clear if i had if i was on the committee i would have ohio state in the playoff i believe they're one of the four best teams i i, I don't think that that's really debatable the question is what are they going to do if ohio state's done for the year and this is all the games they get played you know, what are they going to do trying to compare that to a Florida team, let's say, that upsets Alabama and wins the SEC championship game? Now, 
now you've got this weird situation where Ohio State not only hasn't played a ton of games, they haven't played a ton of great opponents. And so they have a, a limited schedule that's seen basically one formidable opponent in Indiana. You know, I think part of the reason they kept Indiana so high on the rankings, even without Penix Jr., was just to justify, hey, they played somebody. Like, you, you start looking across the board for them. How do you reward, you know, a Florida or, uh, yeah, not, not so much a Texas A&M, but specifically a Florida that wins the SEC somehow? How do you reward them? I don't know the answer to that. It's, it's like a worst-case scenario for Ohio State fans if, in fact, you think that, you know, realistically, somehow Notre Dame and Clemson even their series out with another epic game, and then Florida barely wins the SEC championship. I mean, I, I do think there's a shot we could see two SEC teams versus two ACC teams. What do you make about all this college football playoff expansion talk? You know, you hear so many things on Twitter, so many rumors about, like, if in, they're going to expand, this would be the year. This would be the year to do eight teams. What do you make of that? They're not going to do it. Uh, I mean, realistically, like, I, 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 I love the conversation, but I did the mock committee in Dallas, and, you know, I asked straight up. I, at the time, it's been probably three years ago, uh, I, I went to the committee people at the time and said, why not expand? And their argument was, why expand? Part of what they love is the conversation that this generates and the interest it generates in the sport. And let's also remember that 1v4 has historically been a blowout matchup. So do we really want 1v8? I mean, do we really think that at some point Alabama wouldn't absolutely crush whoever the eighth best team is in the country? I mean, I, I, that's a tough one. So the, the problem with expansion is, you do it once, and then you have to justify why you're not doing it every single year. I, I think they're going to have a hard time making that sales pitch realistically. So I think we're going to be at four until the money is undeniable and they have to go to eight. Jason, real quick, to go back to the, the Big Ten thing real quick, of course, with the cancellation of Ohio State-Michigan this week, everyone's making a big stink about the minimum games requirement. I don't know why people are so angry about the minimum games requirement. I thought that was actually pretty smart. I don't know why people think it would be okay to have a 2-0 and team in either side of the divisions for the Big Ten in a Big Ten title game. I brought up that, man, you look at the 14 teams in the Big Ten, only 11, or not only, of the 14 teams, 11 of them at least got the six-game requirement. I hate, I hate the phrase bad luck, but it is really bad luck for the Big Ten that of the few teams who could not get to that six-game marker, at least as we sit right now, it just so happens to be their only national title contender in the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is the only reason it's being talked about. Otherwise, I had no issue with the minimum game requirement. Oh, you're not wrong, but that's a big but. I mean, uh, realistically, who's a better team in your mind, Ohio State or Indiana? And they have a head-to-head -to, -head to prove it. So mm -hmm. what do you do now with the fact that you've got a head-to-head -head that proves who the better team in this matchup is, who, who's the more deserving based on what they've done on the field. It's Ohio State. And you're right. I mean, obviously, if this was a debate between Northwestern and Wisconsin, are we having it at the same level? No, we're not. A, a thousand percent. But this entire thing is about trying to get Ohio State in the playoff. And, you know, I, I don't envy the job of the mm. committee, by the way. Nope. I, I will say the first week of the rankings, I'll, I'll never forget this. We had Tom Luganville on. We were getting his reaction. And I said, who surprised you the most? And Tom immediately said, I can't figure out why Georgia is a top-ten football team. This was after the first ranking. And the next guest I had was Greg McElroy. And I said, Mac, what, what are your thoughts on Georgia? And he said, I don't think they're high enough. They should be higher on this ranking. Those are two people that watch a lot of film and know a lot of football. And they can't agree. So just remember that, like, 
the next time everybody argues about the rankings, I just remind you, could you get 13 of your friends to agree on who has the best chicken sandwich? No. So how can we expect them to agree on who the best football teams are? That's a great point. And Ken and I talked about Georgia all the time and, you know, how great of a program they are and how many five-star guys they got. But they've lost twice and they've been blown out twice. At some point, we have to make winning and losing a priority in college football. You can't just be ranking teams because they're a name-brand team. But that's an argument for a whole different thing. But you're right. By the way, you're right about that. Like, at what point did losses no longer matter? Like, that frustrates the heck out of me. Like, Texas A&M got blown out. Why are they still at number five? I have a real problem with it. Yeah, I have big problems with that. So what do you think the Big Ten is going to do? Are they Everything that's going on with Purdue, they're having COVID issues as well. I think the easy thing was just say, hey, Indiana, you guys are available this week. Ohio State's available this week. Here's a rematch for you, Indiana, to prove yourselves. Ohio State, here's an extra chance for you to get another game on your schedule versus another ranked opponent. You guys play on Saturday. Let's keep it pushing. What do you think they're going to do? Yep. A thousand percent. I think that right now all the conversation you know, really interesting to me. I talked to Ryan McGee on Saturday, and one of the things he told me uh, for Countdown to Game Day was that uh, BYU has a list every week of every game that they think could be COVID-impacted and how they could get that game scheduled if they need to. So Coastal Carolina was able to happen quickly because BYU was nimble. They knew what they needed to do. Uh, That's what I believe that Ohio State's going to be doing right now with the Big Ten. They're looking at it and saying, okay, what do we need to do to get you that extra game? The Indiana situation is really a perfect storm. So I, that that's the one that makes the most sense. But I, I do believe that by this time tomorrow, the Big Ten will have scheduled another game for Ohio State, hell or high water, somehow, someway. Out of conference or conference? Conference. Uh, I wish you I mean, if, if I were the football genie, I would immediately go to your fantastic state and say, cool, let's just get this solved now with a play-in playoff game. Cincinnati, Ohio State, let's go on Saturday. That's what I would do. But, I, you know, I don't get to make the rules, and I think that would take two conferences playing nice together, mm-hmm. which we've already seen all in 2020. They just refuse to do. Ego is the downfall of man on all this stuff. Like, if they would all work together, A&M, Ohio State would be a great game that would be available. Cincinnati, Ohio State would be a great game. But I, don't, I, I have a hard time believing that they'll get that to work. Yeah, one of the main topics I thought was going to be one of our main topics today was the fact that Cincinnati actually – you know, cancel their game at Tulsa this weekend because they are having some COVID scares there, uh, ultimately playing it safe, setting up the American Conference title game two weeks from now. Um, so that would not be a you know under consideration. One game that a lot of fans wanted, you talked about Texas A&M. We keep seeing t- people tweet out, lift the non-conference rule, Ohio State, Texas A&M. If I'm Ohio State, I don't play Texas A&M. I don't think they have to play anyone of significance. They just need to play anybody just to get some more games on the schedule. I wouldn't risk playing Texas A&M and risk a loss right now, especially when you're without your basically your entire offensive line for the next two weeks. Right. I wouldn't risk that whatsoever. You are a thousand percent right. And and by the way, your clarity is a good one on Cincinnati too. That couldn't happen this weekend, but I wish it would happen at some point. Uh, but yes. A thousand percent. Like, this is all about mutually beneficial, right? Like, you, friends with benefits is what we're looking for here. We're not looking for friends with benefits, you know? And, and to it's a family that, show. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, no, but, but you're absolutely right. Like, there's just no, if you look at Ohio State, you say, no, like, we're good. We'll play, we'll play anybody just to get that next kickoff that we can say, okay, we got, we got enough games in. Why take the, the chance of playing A&M? Because the benefit for A&M is if they go out and beat Ohio State, they make the playoff committee's job much easier. What benefit is there for Ohio State to take on that same A&M team who, again, has the one thing you're not supposed to ever have, a blowout loss. You got blown out. You shouldn't be in the playoff. Like, that's the way it's always been. So 
until they change that. If I'm Ohio State, I'm not touching that because A&M needs me way more than I need them. All right, Jason, we'll move on. Again, tonight, the college football playoff revealed tonight. Uh, uh, once again, one step closer to uh, getting to the final one. I don't anticipate a shakeup. I think one through four stays the same, correct? Yeah, yeah, one through four is going to stay the same. The only thing we're going to find out is how they value all these teams that could be straight the record sort of plays. That's it. Like, we're seeing different layers out of, you know, eight through 20 more than we're seeing anything in one through six, I'd say. All right, we'll close out with the NFL. Just a couple things, and we'll move on. We appreciate you hanging out with us like you do each and every week. Uh, ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz with us here. How about Kev's Pittsburgh Steelers last night? It was an interesting weekend for the AFC North. You have the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield finally gets that, that convincing signature win that not only the Browns needed, but Baker Mayfield needed. Because the Browns could have won that game with the run game, and Baker looked average like he has in weeks past. But he literally put them on his shoulders and carried them to that win, especially in that first half. And then the Steelers lose last night. It's setting up an interesting little race to the finish line. I don't know how much uh, fight the Browns have against teams like the Ravens uh, and even the Giants somehow coming up in Pittsburgh in the final week. But the race for the AFC North all of a sudden just became a little bit more interesting with Washington's upset over the Steelers last night. Yeah, you're right. And look, I'm the one that said last week I didn't think the Browns were going to the playoffs. And then they came out and did what I didn't think they could do. I mean... (laughs) Uh, testament to Cleveland, and I'm the first to fall on the sword and say, man, Kevin Stefanski had a game plan, and he went out and said, hey, you, I know the Titans think we're going to run the ball down their throats, but guess what? We know what they're terrible at, and we can attack it, and they did, and that was, man, that was special to watch. The game plan that was put together by Stefanski, I think, was incredibly impressive, and the way Baker played in that moment was so comfortable, and that's something we haven't necessarily seen, so I'm the first to admit that, obviously, I was, I was wrong about that, and and now we see where we go. Look, the Steelers have been a bit of smoke and mirrors. We all know that this year, but they've still been undefeated. The most interesting thing is not only just the division, but remember that because of the change in the playoffs this year, only the top overall seed gets a bye. And that means that suddenly the Chiefs got really interested in all of this, too, because the Chiefs and the Steelers could both finish 15-1, and one, mm-hmm. and one of them has to play the first weekend. Like, that's, Crazy. that's significant. So kudos to the NFL because through all of this, they've made week 16-17 in the NFL really interesting where it wouldn't have been for some of those teams fighting proceeding. So for the Steelers, they got to get it right. they got to get it right quickly. And it's a team that, you know, we can judge the outcome or we can judge the eye test, as I always say in college football. The eye test hasn't been favorable to Pittsburgh at times this year, but the outcome has. But that normalizes in the playoffs. They've got to get better as a team. And what we saw last night was sort of a continuation of inexcusable from them. Pittsburgh droppers is what I've been calling them lately. They've been dropping passes <laughs> left and right. But we got to talk about... wrong, like... That ball is slick. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. Two straight weeks, dropping passes all over the place. But kudos to the Washington football team. They put a ton of pressure on Big Ben with their front four. They dropped everybody in the coverage, took away those quick passes. It just was a good game plan by Washington and terrible execution by Pittsburgh. But we got to talk about your walk-off victory from your Raiders over the O and whatever Jets. On that zero coverage, what were you thinking when they brought the house? You know, there's two times that I use uh, the uh, the F word too many times, and it's positive and negative. The Damn it, Jason. Was, I told you it's a family I, I know, show. I know. <laughs> the word I'm talking about is fun. Yeah, exactly. So I said when, when Carr missed Aguilar for what would have been the wide-open touchdown, I kept screaming, fun, 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 with a negative uh, tone. <laughs> and then when he hit Henry Ruggs, I kept screaming the same thing over and over with a positive tone. I look. This was an, the biggest thing I can remind everybody of is, is that the bad teams, the worst of the worst, the historically bad teams, have bad players and bad coaches. And that's what we saw there. You know, for anybody that conspiracy theorizes the fact that Greg Williams was fired the next day, 
I think says a lot about that also as Orlovsky broke down. Uh, Williams has done that a lot in different situations in his career in those exact same situations. It's brazen, and it worked on the Raiders a minute earlier in the game. I mean, the Raiders had fourth and goal and an opportunity to go ahead, and they did the same sort of cover zero thing, and it worked against Carr. So I understand a little of what they were going for. It just it made no sense. I mean, it's just it's a stupid play. I understand that it's part of what Greg Williams does, but, man, it changed everything in the AFC because the Raiders still control their own destiny. They have games against the Dolphins and Colts left, like, they still have a very clear path to the playoffs, and that would not have been the case if the Jets had simply been conservative. So we always say, like, don't go into a prevent defense. Don't be conservative. Well, every once in a while, it's smart for a reason. So it, it's, a, it's an epic fail for the Jets, and none of the coaches that are around in this tank job, as people say, will be around to coach Trevor Lawrence. So it's unfortunate <laughs> for the players on that team. But, man, I'll take a lucky win for once in my fandom life. All right, ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz from Spade and Fitz. Of course, you can catch it on 1410 ESPN Radio as well as Rankings Reaction tonight on, on your Twitter page. Of course, give everyone more information of where they could find you tonight following the reveal of the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, we'll be hanging out in the ESPN app and on Twitter. You can find us just at ESPN or find me at Jason Fitz uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern. That's when uh, Mike Oler Jr., Christine Williamson, and myself will break it all down, and we'll do everything from uh, – uh, ranking that to uh, to reacting to rankings to ranking something arbitrary and fun that we always do every week and it's Mike's turn so God only knows it'll involve something either like a fat guy or food. That's I was say, it's always <laughs> foods. There you go. All right, <laughs> Jason, thank you so much and thank you for contributing to the non-family show today. So uh, you know that's what kind of day it's been. So we appreciate that. <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Exactly. Thanks, Take care. Appreciate it. Later, man. All right. ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz. Good enough to hang out uh, here this afternoon. So there is that. And people are in bad moods today. I can't. I think I'm in a good mood. I'm the one that should be in a bad mood. Ohio State not playing that team up north on Saturday. My Steelers lost yesterday. I'm chilling, man. Yeah. Oh, dang. We might actually have to see Ohio State play a good team on Saturday. Oh, I'm so mad. Ah. What the hell? Uh-oh. Did we just have? Did, did more power go out in this damn that's building? Your, that's karma for your negative attitudes. No, that was a sign from God saying I agree with Kenner. Oh, spin doctor. <laughs> no, it's true. I have no clue why the, the lights flickered. Computer made a buzzing noise. It's the internet. It's. The <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. More of the Justin Kenner show. Yeah, don't worry. By the way, Chris Schultz says, uh, "How is Kevin's NFL team still getting a pass? Uh, how is Kevin's NFL team getting a pass today?" Don't worry, Chris. We're going to talk about Kev Steelers coming up. A pass. Yeah, that a pass. It's those things that your receivers drop all the time. Yeah, a pass. Yeah. That's what I, I, I just said that. I'm just making sure that I just you know, said that. But you seem so confused. A pass. A we pass. haven't we haven't talked about your Steelers yet today, so that's why yeah, I'm there's bigger things happening. Oh, that's what you want. That's just like what, that's just what a Steelers fan would want us to say. <laughs> no, it's, uh, the, the Buckeyes aren't playing Michigan. The Steelers went from the worst eleven and zero team of all time to the worst eleven and one team of all time. We'll discuss <laughs> that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Mel Gibson is Santa, as you've never seen him. Rent Fat Man, now available at Redbox. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. He's also locked in a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a vengeful 12-year-old boy who believed he deserved better than coal in his stocking. As the story unfolds, it becomes clear jolly old Saint Nick isn't someone you want to mess with. Watch Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson, and make it a Redbox night. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. It's time for some straight talk. 
Look, we all drop our phones. It happens. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless now offers this new Platinum Unlimited plan that includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. Plus Justin Kenner, Kevin Nash, back with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Interesting note here. Um, Evan Millward, uh, anchor reporter for WCPO in Cincinnati, uh, tweeted out just about five minutes ago that Tom Brenneman will be the official broadcaster for the Roberto Clemente League in Puerto Rico. Uh, and he will be their official broadcaster, uh, official play-by-play man for the 2020-2021 season, which does start tonight. Keep in mind, Tom Brenneman, longtime Major League broadcaster, longtime Reds broadcaster, son of Marty Brenneman, had to resign back in September after using an anti-gay slur on the air. Of course, didn't know the mic was hot and let a line rip, and then it just everything snowballed from there. So Tom Brenneman back in the broadcast booth. Again, he will be in the... Again, Evan Millward goes on to say that, you know, he did confirm... Uh, Tom Brenneman did confirm that he will be on the call for tonight's Roberto Clemente League uh, out of Puerto Rico uh, with former big leaguer Ivan de Jesus, uh, and again, who also lives in the Cincinnati area. So I thought that was an interesting note that caught my attention just a little bit ago during the commercial break. We are back with you live here on 1410 ESPN, ESPN Radio, streaming live at wingam.com. And, of course, live on Facebook and Twitter. Search The Justin Kenner Show on Facebook as well as uh, at 1410Kenner on Twitter, at 1KevNash as well. So, we spent a lot of time today with the fallout reaction to Ohio State's game with that team up north being canceled. It was supposed to be a noon kick coming up on Saturday. We will learn more tomorrow as far as whether Ohio State will have an opponent come Saturday. With the Purdue news today, do not be surprised if all of a sudden we end up seeing potentially an Ohio State-Indiana Part 2 on Saturday. Keep in mind Purdue and Indiana. Purdue had to put their practices and their team activity on hold today due to COVID-19 activity. Uh, I don't know any more details about what that necessarily means, but again, it's enough to put you know to pause their practices, to pr- uh, pause their game prep for the week. If Indiana's available, Ohio State's available, it just seems to make sense that those two teams could potentially square off again yeah. in another weird 2020 thing. Again, there's no rumblings of that potentially happening. That's just an avenue that does make sense that could be explored. Everything that makes sense <laughs> normally doesn't happen. <laughs> like, especially this year, like, they're going to do something wacky like, oh, man, they, they already played, so why should we play them again type of thing? Like, that's going to be the argument from somebody in Buckeye Nation. Like, we already beat them. We don't want to get them another chance. Then they're going to Beggars can't be choosers at right. this point. That, that's how I feel, but we all know how this thing goes, man. There's a lot of egos involved in this situation, so I'm hopeful that they'll just do that because that's the easy thing to do and just make sure they get another game in. Indiana, you have another chance. You get a, a, a second chance to beat Ohio State. If you beat them then, 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 then you can stick your chest out. So if I'm Indiana, I'm all for it. I would love a rematch. Like how many times have you played video games, lost by one possession or whatever, and the guy that you lost to doesn't give you that immediate rematch? You know what I'm saying? So I love rematches, so I'm all for it. Mike uh, Nymfer on Facebook says Harbaugh is scared that Ryan Day was going to hang that 100 on them like he promised. Look, uh, I know that we have fun with that rivalry with the back and forth. I mean, that's how a lot of this talk really got started was a lot of the, you know, 
both teams, I mean, Ohio State fans are always taking shots at Michigan. Michigan's kind of lost its opportunity. They, they've lost the their face in the room to be able to do that when you've been beat down for so many years in a row now. But the point is, is jabs are constantly being taken. And one scenario that presented itself is, man, with a down season like this for Michigan and Harbaugh just you know being hit hard every single week, wouldn't it be ironic if he had the opportunity to stick it to the Buckeyes where Ohio State needs one more game to get to the Big Ten title game? They need one more game to be eligible for the Big Ten title game, which would keep them, you know, keep the resume in line for the playoff. Wouldn't it be ironic if Jim Harbaugh pulled that? I promise you, that is not what this is. I don't think you get to the level of being a Jim Harbaugh. I don't think you get to the playing at the level of which those kids do at that team up north to get to a point to where those kids actually, from a competitive standpoint, say we would rather not play to stick it to Ohio State than actually play. That game, as we talked about earlier, it means so dang much. It means a lot to both sides. Those Michigan kids look forward to playing in that game, too. They may regret it a quarter into the game, but they look forward to playing that game as well. So I will never buy into that conspiracy theory that Michigan is throwing this game to stick it to Ohio State, which is what led to a lot of the fallout for Kirk Herbstreit on the broadcast, where he had to ultimately come out and apologize, angered the athletic director, angered the school president at Michigan, uh, went off on Kirk Herbstreit to the media about it, I mean, Kirk did apologize. I wouldn't have apologized, but I do respect the fact that he did. Because, Kirk, I will give him this. You never hear him play into that whole childish, oh, we're going to make fun of Michigan every time we have a chance. We're going to be grown men and act like children and make these little childish children. I'll give Herbstreit that. He never does that. I respect that he came out and apologized. On Facebook... Uh, Phil Lassiter, and if I said your name wrong, sir, I apologize, but I appreciate you dropping this note on here as he blocks out the M with the red X, by the way. The the Michigan AD supports Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. He just came out with that statement. Yeah, I. so like I said, I... I don't see that being the case. I don't see them using COVID as a pawn in the big rivalry between the two schools. I just don't see that being the case. I'm with you one million percent. Let's There's just so end the show right there. <laughs> Let's just end it right there. There's so many things to unpack there. I mean, yes, we can all make the super easy jokes about, oh, man, Jim Harbaugh sucks. Jim Harbaugh is this. Jim Harbaugh is that. But you know what also Jim Harbaugh at one time was? He was a professional quarterback who uh, led his team to an AFC championship game with the Colts. He's also a coach that made Stanford what Stanford was a somebody, you know, back when USC was a somebody, you know. He was on. He was the head coach of that team that brought them back to life. He was also a head football coach that led a team to the Super Bowl. He's not a punk. So you know I'm saying I, I I hate to use that word, but that's the only thing that I can think of. People think this dude is a punk. Yep. Like you think he's scared. Like there's nothing about Jim Harbaugh that strikes me as he's scared. Now, because you say like, oh man, he's got a couple screws loose. He's a, a whack job. Yeah, you could say that, but he ain't scared. He's not scared, and I don't believe he runs a program full of scared young adults. Let's be one clear about something else. Every kid that goes to an Ohio State, a Michigan. Those type of upper echelon programs in the Big Ten, Penn State, they think that they're going to the NFL because they're full of four- and five-star kids. And with four- and five-star kids, most of them think that they're going to be playing the NFL. The tape that the NFL scouts watch is the Ohio State game, the Penn State game. NFL scouts are not wasting their time watching Michigan, Western Michigan tape. They're watching the games against... uh, like a competition so the kids definitely want to play the coach wanted to play this is a situation where they had a COVID outbreak 
I don't understand how people can make fun of a team with a COVID outbreak a week after your team just had a COVID outbreak. And Ohio State did the same thing Michigan did, called it without meeting the threshold because they didn't feel it was safe to move forward and play. And if you're Michigan, you're not playing. I mean, and, and that's where this really came into play, too. You are asking teams who are going to be already shorthanded due to COVID to play in games that literally mean nothing. You're not even playing for bowl game eligibility. You're not even playing for a Big Ten championship appearance. There's nothing you are playing for for a lot of these teams who are already shorthanded due to COVID to begin with, but you want them to bend over backwards to make sure that Ohio State gets a game in. I don't think that that is the uh, right thing to try and force upon any team. I, the, the point is, is... It's fun to do the back and forth with the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. That's what makes the rivalry fun. Right. But I'm not going to get into the game of accusing kids, uh, accusing programs, I'm sorry, of using COVID as a pawn to stick it to their rival uh, in a way that would not allow them to be you know, stepping foot out on the, on the field. So Yeah, because we all got to know that, like, let's just say, let's just dump, jump into fantasy land like Michigan did do that to make sure Ohio State didn't play. You really didn't think the Big Ten was going to come up with some way for Ohio State to get that other game or just change the rule. Like, duh. <laughs> like, So they might as well just play the game if they were going to do it. No, they have a COVID outbreak, so they can't play. Like, I I really look at people that feel like that a, a type of way, man. Like, you make a mockery of sport. You make a mockery of this virus. Like, you just, just don't think it's real. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, it's a crazy season, and we all need to wrap our – minds around that man ohio state literally just had to cancel a game two weeks ago versus illinois because of covid and now their biggest rival is rival is canceling a game another game because of covid and oh no it's not real what How, like like you like to say hypocrisy there you, i never say that i don't no. i'm not aggressive at all you sure on the air Positive. oh in that documentary i was talking about it's called tiebreakers okay. the ohio state michigan uh them actually voting on somebody to go to the Rose Bowl. Weird. Justin Kenner, Kev Nash with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Kev, who we have on hold? Uh, I believe it is Lamar. Lamar, what's up, man? Thank you for holding. Welcome. All right. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. We appreciate Good. you being Thank patient, you for man. holding, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I have been on the show uh, in regards to Facebook or whatever, and uh, in the past, I agree totally with Kev Nash in the sense that they should have never played this thing to begin with. But they did, and we all watched, and we all were happy that they did, and we were all able to whatever, cheer, whatever. Okay, so now we're here. So now in regards to, and I've put this on Facebook uh, before, what do you do in the sense that, I feel like going forward, as far as we get closer to the national championship, I feel like there has to be some type of disregard for the COVID protocol just for the sense that we can get through the season. Like like baseball did with the World Series? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they, exactly. Kind of, they were like, you know what? Hey, you have COVID. Don't go on the field. Yeah, I'm going on the field. Uh, whatever. We're done anyways. Go on the field. Like, that's basically. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not condoning exactly. that, but, you know. So, at some point, they're going to get there. I mean, whether it's going to be for Ohio State and whether it's going to be in regards for them to get into the playoff, I don't know. But at some point, whether it's going to be like a Dabo Sweeney and whether or not he can coach, 
whether it's not going to be a book, in book situation, and whether or not he can play. There's going to be a situation that's going to come across to where I'm a Ohio State fan, mm-hmm. and and it's going to be a situation that's going to come up to where they're going to disregard or they're going to at least ask how sick, I guess, maybe, would be the better way to put it, is a, is a particular player or a coach because they're not going to do away with this billion-dollar industry. They did, did away with it with NCAA uh, basketball. They're not going to do away with it in regards to the football. They sent a million kids home whether it was last year and, and, and now going on into this year, they're not, they're going to make their money. At the end of the day, they're going to accomplish their goal. They're going to finish out this season. But at some point, you got the question, where, where is the line going to be drawn at? Yeah, and right now, to college football's credit, they really haven't drawn the line at anything. They've been very strong. I mean, They've been very strict with everything. The closest that we have gotten to anything that upset people was with the Clemson-Florida State situation a few weeks ago where Clemson got and boarded a plane knowing they had a positive test. Uh, and Dabo Swinney you know, was frustrated that they followed all the proper protocols and said that you know, Florida State owed them $300,000 to pay for them to come back for a return game because they had already paid, you know, used that. Overall, the biggest frustration of the season has just been every week games being canceled and having to be either rescheduled or, in the Big Ten's case, just outright done because there's no time to reschedule them. Bottom line, football has actually been very strict with this. I don't think that they've like really allowed anything fishy to go on. I think that surprises some because I think some, like yourself, Lamar, felt that they were going to kind of bend the rules as the season went on to benefit the big teams. But we saw Clemson play without Trevor Lawrence, uh, without him for five weeks, actually. We saw Alabama coach without Nick Saban almost on more than one occasion. We saw Ohio State coach without Ryan Day. College football, I'll give these conferences credit. They have been very strict. They have not let the big boys get away uh, with bending the rules during this stretch. Now, will they continue that? I still think that they will. I disagree that I, that with you that they're going to bend those rules down this stretch. I think they've gotten this far. I don't see them doing that. But, again, it's 2020. You never know. So, so the, in, in, in regard to that, so do you feel that in a national championship scenario, that they would allow a Dabo Sweeney not to be on the sideline or an Ian Book not to play in the championship football game or a Jordan Field or Jordan, do you, do you think they're going to allow that? Or even with the NFL, like, do you think they're going to take back, you know what I mean, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Kansas City's quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. So you're just saying the guys with weight. Mahomes, do you think that they're going to take him out of the equation? you think they're going to take those big names out of the equation versus finishing their football seasons in regards to trying to make this thing work and said that we got it done? Yeah. I, I, I don't believe that they will when it comes down to those circumstances. Now, we say the regular season, maybe. But when you say the playoffs and the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl or the, or, or the, or the championship, I don't the playoffs and all that, and that's going to be over a couple-week period. So, you know, that's going to be the interesting thing, too. Here's the other thing about that. Something I haven't thought about, Kev. 
all these conferences who went conference only went conference only because of the safety factor of we know that the opponents that we faced each week went through the same strict testing protocols that we went through. Mm -hmm. Some vary. I mean, look at the Big Ten. They got because uh, of the political factor that got involved. They have more testing. They have more like they have more in their favor than other conferences. So with that, I'm like. Are we just so? Why is the Big Ten saying, "Oh, no, 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 non-conference games"? But come playoff time, when we benefit from the money, now you can play non-conference teams. That's annoying. So, are the are, are the playoff teams all going to be tested the same? Um, what what criteria is going to be put in place so the Big Ten? They have a certain percentage of a threshold of guys right. that could be out to play. Maybe the SECs is different. I don't have those notes in front of me to compare. That's going to be something to keep an eye on moving forward, too. I think you're going to have a clash of that. I think the problem with the playoff is they shouldn't. I think you need to do, they need to adapt. They're not going to. Semifinals one weekend, title game the next weekend. I, I think it's dangerous to have these things so spread out. Yeah. Because the more times you have it spread out, the more like Cincinnati, the Bearcats, for instance. I believe that a lot of the, I believe that they finally had their outbreak this week because why? They're just sitting and waiting. Yeah. You have 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds just sitting and waiting. Sitting and waiting. They've been disciplined, they've been patient and they're practicing, they're busting their ass in practice, they're not playing games. I'm not accusing them of breaking the rules by any means, Kev, but let's be clear, when you're playing each week, it's easier to stick to a certain regimen to stick to a certain practice schedule and stick to a mentally keeping you focused for the game that weekend. I'm not accusing those kids of anything. All I'm saying is is I don't I don't believe I, I look I I've do, it's not a coincidence that the two to three week stretch of no games is when Cincinnati gets hit with this thing. I just think that the more time you have teams just sitting around and waiting, that's not a good thing. They, they need to adapt this quickly. Is, is that it's, hey man, these dudes live in dorms. Yep. <laughs> like it's hot boxes. Yeah, it's a hot box. And I mean, people are all up in arms when Ohio State had their outbreak. Well, Franklin County, where Ohio State is located, you know, they were at level four. What did you think was going to happen? They're on a college campus, one of the biggest colleges in the United States. What you think was going to happen? You think that, oh, man, nobody's going to get anything? Of course some guys got it. Of course this happened. Um, I, the, the word flexible, that's that's my key word, man, for college football all seasons is being flexible because I'm, I'm with <laughs> Lamar. They're not going to play the college football semifinal if Team A has an outbreak. Yeah. Like, no, like, oh man, y'all got to go out there with your twenty guys. Half of those guys are walk-ons. Here's your Alabama Crimson Tide, and there's no big names. There's no Mac Jones. There's no Najee Harris. Like, no man, no, that's not them. That's not their team. So you need to pause it until they get their team. Like, so if one team has an outbreak during the college football playoff, they just need to pause it and be flexible because that's not fair. It's not fair to, obviously, the kids on that team, and it's definitely not fair to us as the fans. Like, yo, we're paying to watch Ohio State and Alabama play. We're not paying, you know what I'm saying, all due respect to C.J. Stroud. We want to see him next year. We don't want to see him this year unless it's a blowout. You know what I'm saying? So we want to see fields on the field. You know, so I think the college football needs to be definitely flexible with their kickoff times and dates and everything like that if there's an outbreak. Yesterday I asked, are the Buckeyes safe no matter what, regardless of what happens moving forward? So many Buckeye fans on the show yesterday said, oh, absolutely. One guy got mad at me. Because I said that, no, I don't believe that they're safe. Just I believe one? They, yeah, just, just one. I'm just using one in particular. But one got mad at me and said, absolutely not, that they need to get more game, Or that I'm that they are totally fine, that, that Ohio State can 
you know, not play this weekend. They could finish the season basically 6-0 with the Big Ten title, and there's no way in hell that they are not in the college football playoff. I did think it was interesting talking with Jason Fitz a little bit ago that he basically said people he has spoken to within the college football playoff committee have said, no, Ohio State is not safe. Mm. That the minimum games is what's hurting Ohio State, and that if it comes down to it, to resume comparisons, Ohio State could be in trouble. That's not an opinion anymore. That's that's being confirmed from those who have stakes within this college football playoff committee, right, Kev? Like, that's the thing. So that is something to keep an eye on moving forward. That's why everyone's like, well, you got to get Texas A&M. And I don't think that the committee is punishing Ohio State for not playing anyone of significance outside of Indiana. I think that they're kind of saying, hey, you know what? You just haven't played enough people. Here's what's also a problem. Ohio State, they're in a no-win situation, Kev. Mm -hmm. If you play Indiana on Saturday and you kick their ass, that hurts you. The one good quality win you have, you are about to go demolish. And you got nothing, right? And they should demolish them because they don't have their starting quarterback. Well, last I checked, Michael Penix Jr. did not lead the team in tackles. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, the guy that put up, you know, 30-some points, the... The guy threw 500 yards isn't going to be playing. Um, but Indiana still will be ranked in the top 10 at when they if they play them this week. If they lose to Ohio State, but that oh, doesn't but, matter. But yeah, if they lose, they'll drop out. But I think that win is better than not playing at all. No, I'm with you. But, I, again, when we're talking about splitting hairs at the end, right now it's, oh, well, they don't have enough games. That The, the committee's concerned because they don't have enough games. Then they'll get that sixth game in. Then the committee will be like, yeah, well, who have they beaten? We thought Indiana was a quality win. But then they just demolished them. And sure, there's no Michael Penix Jr., but, I mean, Michael Penix Jr. wasn't going to keep them from scoring 40-something a game. It's almost like you want to say, man, Ohio State needs to narrowly beat Indiana just to be able, right? <laughs> like, there's so many weird moving parts oh, no. and scenarios here. There's really no right answer. Just, just a heads up for everybody to send my phone. You have empty office space to fill. You know what you need, and you know what you'd like. But you also have a pretty good idea after you've shopped around the usual places that what you need and what you'd like, it might not happen. Well, then you haven't been to Charles Larrick's Warehouse Outlet. Nobody has their selection. Nobody has their discounts. And every week there's something new. If you need office furniture, Charles Larrick's Warehouse Outlet can sell it to you for half price and below manufacturer's suggested prices. Half price and below on hundreds of items. Selection? From budget to the best, really. Desks from fifty to five thousand dollars. File cabinets twenty-five to five hundred dollars. Before you go anywhere else, do yourself a favor and come to Larrick's Outlet with eighty-seven thousand. Justin Kendall, Kevin Nash, back with you here on fourteen ten ESPN Radio. Like and uh, make sure you go and subscribe and download the Justin Kenner Show podcast in your Apple iTunes Google Play Store. If you miss anything throughout the show, you can always go and access it there in your Google Play Store, Apple iTunes Store. Subscribe, download the Justin Kenner Show. Make sure uh, that you can go back and listen to the show in its entirety, as well as select segments and all interviews that we do, including our weekly hits with ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz. Uh, we had ESPN College Football Reporter Dad Murphy join us a little bit ago to kind of discuss what he's hearing behind the scenes. Well, he was a part of the press conference earlier today with Kevin Warren, the Big Ten. Commander. Commissioner, um, getting his immediate reaction as far as to what the plan is or what they plan on doing moving forward 
in regards to reacting to try to figure out what they're going to do now that Ohio State Michigan's canceled. Ohio State, who they're trying to find a way to get in the Big Ten title game. This is one of those where it's upsetting some because of the elitism mentality, but I think sometimes we make things too hard. We know Ohio State's one of the four best teams in the country. Now, they have a lot of things kind of working against them right now, and none of them is lack of talent. None of them is a loss. None of them is anything that is self-inflicted. That's what's unfortunate about this. Is your mic on? No, I wasn't. I was eating my, my apple. My goodness, Kev. You were eating your apple. apple Why do you eat apples? Who the hell eats apples? What? Get yourself like some french fries or something. This has been your health advice segment with Justin Kenner. Oh, boy. But who the hell says, man, I'm craving an apple? Do they even taste good? Yes. Clearly, I don't eat apples. I eat two bananas and two apples during the show. But why? Who, who says, oh, man, I need, a, I need an apple. I need a banana. I, I'm, that sounds good. Does it taste good? Yes. Well, one thing I'm trying to do, obviously, before the new year, you know, all the new Just make year, me look bad. That Thanks. Too, that Thanks. Too, the, the whole new year, new me, and uh, all that New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. I'm starting early. I'm trying to cut back on my sweet intake. So, you know, you know, candy and all that type of stuff. So, I'm eating natural sugars, you know. Their apples are sweet. Bananas are sweet. So, I'm eating natural sugars. Nerd alert. You know, so to prolong my health, prolong my teeth and all that good stuff like that. I, th- I think I talked about this on the show last week. I was at the dentist's office like four days last week. So, yeah. So, he's like, hey, chill out on the candy, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. See, during the commercial break, I break out my cosmic brownies. Ooh. You know, yeah, yeah. Remember Star Crunches? Yes, yes, yes. See, love Star Crunches. Oh no, Apple Boy, I don't want to hear that. No, 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 no. Oh man. (laughs) Why you dip them apples into my caramel or something like that? Oh yeah. I know. The wife, she's like, "Yo, you ever tried apples and peanut butter?" She did it last night. It was okay. Too many flavors going on. Get rid of the apple. But man, Star Crunch. Uh, Star Crunch or a Nutty Buddy? I could do. It. See, I, I, I really, I love all <laughs> sorts of sweets. I love all sorts. You know, I wouldn't mind. Look, even with all this room in the studio, I would make a wall of fast food or fast food. Yeah, fast food too. A wall of junk food. Forget this New Year New Me crap. I mean, forget that. Yeah, forget man, that. it's so hard to work out, man. I'm like doing uh, Tybo in the living room every morning, man. I'm used to going to the gym, you know, lifting some weights, uh, squatting and everything like that. But, you know, it's a ton of cardio, ton of jumper jacks, doing Tybo, all these fitness tapes that I found at the dollar store and stuff like that. Just trying to keep some type of activity, man, because I know you talked about the gyms are like the cleanest places in the world, but I'm still terrified to go to the gym. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me. Tell him to mind his own business. If I'm you, I say, hey, mind your own business. Yeah, but I'm telling you, you know, uh, I talked to my, uh, she's out of uh, Columbus. Uh-huh. And her, all her friends, she's, uh, she's the district manager, and she's a big, big Ohio State Browns fan. You know what I mean? She sounds like a smart lady. <laughs> yep, and uh, I have to get back with her because she said that, um, they don't want anybody back till they're uh, completely well. Well, they're paying you, right? Because if, oh, yeah, if that's the yeah, case, then well, enjoy I'm your so vacation. Bored, <laughs> I'm used to going out, visiting my friends, you know, going out and oh, yeah. out the wharf. And out, you know, I know that Goodwill misses me, but uh, I miss... You, you go out to wharf? Yeah, I go Are out a, there. I have a, you a cigar uh, smoker? Friends, he's been... Uh, uh, when my dad was around, when my uncles were around, they smoked cigars. They were from Cleveland. That's cool, Dickie. That's cool. So you smoke? uh, Huh? You smoke cigars? 
Well, you know, not right say, now. By the way, I always tell my friends, I say, hey, do you want to smoke? I'm like, no, 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 I secondhand, it's cheaper. So you just secondhand smoke, Dickie. It's a lot cheaper. You never have to spend yeah. a dime. But I'm telling you, Justin, this team I think is going to be, you got two more games. I think they're going to win 11 games. I, I oh I think they get to twelve, but Dickie, we're out of time. I wanted to make sure we got to hear from you today. Yeah, hey, you I, take I care of yourself. I'll keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. You take care of yourself. Okay, stay healthy. Hey, always a pleasure. Take care. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Take care, man. Always good hearing from from him. Now I mean, he's been des- he's been calling and calling and calling and yeah. calling and calling. I'm glad to hear he's doing okay. Though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How about that? I don't know. He's like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's, he's gonna call him. I'm like, he's telling him to mind his own damn business. I'm like, this <laughs> health department. It's like, you, you tell male Karen to to mind her business. <laughs> How about that? How about that? All right, folks. Justin Kinder, Kevin Nash with you here on 1410 ESPN. The Big Ten ACC Challenge. The Ohio State Buckeyes are in action. Tonight on the hardwood, that is. The Dayton Flyers are in action. They're playing a team out of the Horizon League. No, not Wright State. They don't have the guts to do that, but they do have Northern Kentucky in town. Uh, so we'll talk about that. I mean, Kev, be thinking about this during the break. Yeah. UD is, they're going down into the gutters now to play, a, to play a little all-Horizon League school. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess what the line is on that, be thinking during the break. What do you think? Keep in mind, this is the almighty A-10. Going down deep into the gutters to play a poor little old Horizon League school. So be thinking long and hard about what you think that line is going to be. Gotcha. The Dayton Flyers, Northern Kentucky, tip off at 7 o'clock tonight, 7.30. You'll have the Ohio State Buckeyes and Notre Dame tip off tonight. We'll talk about both of those matchups as we close out the show. Plus, I'll make fun of Kevin Steelers when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Go Browns. So a few weeks ago, you were off work. Yeah. Get ready for that. That's coming back up. But a few weeks ago, you were off work. You tuned in, and you said you heard me hating on your Steelers. You did. You mocked me because I said they were going to lose to the Washington football team. I said that I – and I I predicted they'd lose to Buffalo as well. This isn't like a hot take. And you also predicted they would lose to the Ravens. When they got the Ravens. Beat them already. That was that far back. I can remember. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, this is around Thanksgiving. Remember the game they were supposed to play on Thanksgiving night? They got moved That's to Sunday. They got later. moved to Monday. Then they got moved to Tuesday. Then they got moved to Wednesday. That's yeah. right. They had the, the, the Ravens-Washington <laughs> football team doubleheader that night. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I think that, you know, we've... I don't think the Steelers are that bad, but I don't think they're as good as what... Most teams are like 11-0. You just think that they're the super team, right? Like, Pittsburgh has vulnerabilities. There's only one team that looks untouchable, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs, and rightfully so. Everyone else, they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses. And as I've argued before, good teams find ways to win. And just because you lose on one particular week after being 11-0 doesn't mean you're a bad team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, still a good football team. They still have my respect. I don't think that they are... I don't put them in the same category as the Chiefs by any means, but they're a good football team. I, the AFC, there's not a gap between either any of the teams past Kansas City. I still think there's a gap between Kansas City and Pittsburgh. It's just the gap could be closed by what they do on the defensive side, being without Devin Bush moving forward. that That's a hit. Their backup linebacker last night, he Belang. was kind of, I couldn't remember his he, name. He, yeah, he got he's out. So, Bud Dupree, he's out. But like I always say, man, injuries are part of the game. And that's football. If you I won't play hold fo- you to that. Like it's okay to no. say they're different, but they are. They're a different football team without these guys on the care. field. I, I do like this common sense, dude. I don't know why you trying no. to. I'm trying to help you. No, this I'm is, to, you don't need my help. This is football. You play football, people get hurt. 
Nobody's crying for Argentina. Matter of fact, there are people out there that are happy that Bud Dupree's not playing. They are happy Devin Bush is not playing. They are happy Joe Hayden has a concussion that he probably won't be playing next week. Oh, well, next dude up, you got to perform. That's how football is played. So when people are like, you know, when when last week we were talking about the Browns and the Titans game where I was like, well, shoot, without Denzel Ward, I see big plays happening in the passing game because Denzel Ward would be following A.J. Brown across the field. I wasn't hoping Denzel Ward was going to be hurt. That's just the reality of the situation. Like, he's the best, second-best defender on the team, maybe the second-best player on the team. He's a great cornerback. But those are things that happen that get exposed. Like, those are reasons why things happen. There, Yeah, there's going to be a reason why, man, Steelers' run defense ain't that as good as it was in Week 2. Well, yeah, they don't have three of their four starting linebackers. But, at the same breath, oh, well, fix it, coach. Uh, okay, whatever. I, wait, that's an argument for later. Look, <laughs> point is, is Pittsburgh moving forward, they're not as untouchable as what we thought. Dude, let's be clear, too. They were Real playing quick. way better football to start the season yes. when they were healthier, but a lot of teams played better yes. football earlier in the year peaking when early. they were healthy. You know, I kind of like, like the Browns are peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. I was like, so a few weeks ago, I placed a couple dollar bet on the Cleveland Browns winning the division. I was like, there's no way in hell they're going to do this. But, like, I, I'm looking at the way the standings are shaping up. A lot of winnable games moving forward. Like, the Ravens, after tonight, like, if the Ravens come out tonight and stomp the Cowboys, which they should because the Cowboys aren't good. But the, the AFC, the Steelers and the Cowboys and the Ravens have had a habit of letting playing down to the level of the opponents. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to look for tonight from... The Ravens, because depending on how the Ravens look tonight, this isn't about the Browns trying to hold off the Ravens. The Browns will finish in second, in my opinion, in that division. It's just a matter of you have you have the Ravens next week. You know, Baker, it's great. And that's the thing about sports is, okay, you accomplish one thing. It's not like we just get to take the rest of the season off and say, oh, finally, I beat the Titans. We beat a good quality team. Okay, that's it. Our expectations for us will slow down. No, now you beat the Titans. Yeah. Now the pressure heading into the Titans game, now it's, it's you know, and then more and then some. Now you've got to start beating up on the teams that have beat up on you for decades now. Yeah. Now Baker has to take what he did against the Titans, and I'm not expecting them to be up 38-7 to or whatever it was at halftime, but he needs to go and, and repeat that level of a performance. Maybe not 300-plus yards and four passing touchdowns. Continue not turning the ball over. Continue being an efficient quarterback. Continue moving the ball up and down the field. Continue handing the ball off. Cleveland has an opportunity, Kev, to make things interesting in the AFC North. Right now, the the Steelers are eleven and one. They have the they have the Bills coming up. I believe they lose that one. That's going to make them eleven and two. Cleveland wins next week. They're ten and three. They're a game behind. This could potentially set up a rundown to the AFC North title regular season title on that final game of the regular season. Cleveland has a shot here to potentially win this division. It's a long shot, but they're only two games back with four games to go, including games against the Giants and the Jets, two winnable games. The Ravens are not as strong as what they were to start the season. That's a winnable game. And Pittsburgh looks more vulnerable than they have looked all season. So I'm not... I wouldn't put money on the Browns winning out, but I do predict they go 3-1 and one to close out the season. And that last game of the season could potentially be for the AFC North title. It's going to be interesting how all that plays Oh, it's going to be great going down the stretch end of the season. I mean, you look at what's going on in the AFC North. Sunday night is Steelers versus Buffalo. Yep. Huge matchup. Huge matchup, especially for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are... They're still in first place in the AFC because they lost to an opponent from the NFC. Yep. So they still have a up on KC. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers need that bye week. They need that bye week because their bye week was all messed up earlier in the season with the Tennessee outbreak and everything like that. So they need that bye week. Then you look at Monday Night Football. It's the Ravens and Browns. Like, these are huge matchups that everybody's going to be locked in on, not just fans of these teams. Everybody, fans of NFL football, they're going to be locked into these teams because, all right, how would the Steelers bounce back after their first loss? They're going to be tuned in on Sunday Night Football. Hey, man, are the Browns really real? Let's let's see if they really real versus the Ravens. And, shoot, let's see if Lamar can uh, bounce back through the back end of the season. Everybody's going to be locked in on all these games. I'm here for it all. Um, like I always say, I don't root for teams to lose. I only root for my team to win. All these other games, I just root for a good game. I just want to be entertained. No, I want the Bills to win. <laughs> I want the Bills to beat the Steelers. Uh, and by the way, based on what I saw last night, the Bills are the second best team in the AFC. They look the good. That like good for Josh Allen. Good yeah. for the Bills. Good for that organization for doing what they had to do to put the weapons around him. You know, they I was listening to the broadcast last night. They talked about the significance of the Bills acknowledging that okay, we tried to go the defensive route. We have a good defense. We're winning games because of the defense, but we're losing games because our offense isn't explosive enough. In today's NFL, the Chiefs were a blueprint of that last year. We don't need the top defense in the NFL. We need a, an explosive offense, a just good enough defense to get it done. That's how the Browns have done it this year. Defense is not good at all, but it's just good enough. They create just enough Enough turnovers. They get just enough key stops to allow the offense in that run game and at times Baker Mayfield to take over. But the Bills do it at a higher clip. Josh Allen has that relationship with Stephon Diggs that, that we were hoping, or that we, that Browns fans were hoping Baker would be able to establish some kind of chemistry with OBJ. That's not there. But Josh Allen, I mean, between Beasley, between Stephon Diggs, I mean, between that run game, I mean, Buffalo is the second best team in the AFC. Look out for them. Their defense isn't great, but they water down the defense to open up money to go get some weapons to provide to, to get a Stephon Diggs to provide him with that, and that's what you're seeing. The two teams that have taken the biggest steps forward this year, the Bills and the Browns, and the, out of the AFC, and it's because of quarterback development, and it's because of putting weapons around those quarterbacks. Bengals, take notes because you're an offensive, you're an offensive line away from being mm-hmm. next year's Browns slash Bills team where you take that huge step forward. Yes, that's a compliment for me. Late, they need to get that <laughs> offensive line figured out, and they need to get rid of the 12 year old running the team and Zach Taylor. Then they're in good position. Back to normal is what it is. We close things out. We have tonight. The ACC Big Ten Challenge, Ohio State and Notre Dame. 6.45 the pregame, 7.30 the tip-off right here on Dayton's home of the Buckeyes. Not just football, but basketball as well. Uh, seven, uh, 7.30 the tip-off, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, and again, it's the ACC Big Ten Challenge, Ohio State, a six-point favorite. Now, I asked you a little bit ago. The strong A-10, mm-hmm. the Dayton Flyers, they're going down into the gutter. They are doing a charity game. They are throwing the the Horizon League a bone. They feel bad for the Horizon League. They're trying to make the Horizon League feel relevant. Okay, so they are they're putting little old Northern Kentucky, who's ranks two hundred and third in the Ken Palm rankings. Northern Kentucky comes into UD Arena tonight at two and one. Dayton Flyers one and one coming off that buzzer beating loss against SMU this past Saturday in non-con action. The Flyers are the favorite, Kev, Mm -hmm. but by how much? If you had to guess, keep in mind, it's the Dayton Flyers, the mighty Dayton Flyers out of the mighty A-10. They are swimming down in the gutter, playing a little old Horizon League school. All right? I mean, it's. I feel bad for them that they have to waste time playing a Horizon. If you had to guess the line, what do you think it is? 13. It's 11 and a half. Mm. And I don't... 
11 points to use a blowout, though. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm sure Schrody was waiting for that. I need Flyers fans to understand one thing, because people are waiting for UD to blow out Northern Kentucky tonight so that they can tell me, see, this is why they don't need to play Wright State. They would do the same thing. Wright State is ranked 100 points higher than Northern Kentucky in the Ken Palm. This Northern Kentucky team who won the Horizon League Conference or the tournament last year to get to the NCAA tournament for the third time in four years, this NKU team is not the same NKU team from the last four years. This is probably the fourth or best, fourth or fifth best team in the conference. Probably sixth or seventh best team in the conference. I know because I follow this conference. You beat up on them tonight, or you only beat them by 10. I don't want to hear none of this. Oh, that's what we do to Wright State. You better hope you blow them out by 15 or more because you're going to hear from me a lot tomorrow if that's the case. Because if you don't blow them out by 15 or 20, that means that, they would be afraid. To, that's, that's why they're afraid to play Wright State. That shooter still on the team? No. Tyler Sharp? Nope. Oh. Nope. He had the years, for whatever reason, they hand out waivers like no be- like no one's business. He didn't get granted a waiver. Talked mm. to him regularly. He was annoyed that they didn't give He, he constantly calls him out. Mm. So, there's a baby. So, the Dayton Flyers, Northern Kentucky, swimming in the gutter, playing a Horizon League school tonight. A charity game, just kind of throwing NKU in the Horizon League a bone, apparently, because they're too good to play right state out of the Horizon League, the best team in that conference, but they'll play NKU. They're an 11.5 point favorite tonight. Do they cover? Yes. They better. UD. Because if you can't beat NKU by 15 or 20 plus points, the fifth best team in the conference, no wonder you won't play Wright State, who's actually the best team in that. I'm just saying. Out After tonight, I'll go back to cheering for, for UD, but I'm annoyed <laughs> that they won't play. I'm just saying. All right, folks, have a great night. We'll do this again tomorrow. Take care. We'll hopefully have a better picture and idea of what's going on out of the Big Ten college football-wise for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Until tomorrow, it's been the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio.